0: I wish I could freestyle Wish I could freestyle Damn, I wish I could freestyle Wish I could freestyle Wish I could freestyle Wish I could improv I can improv It ain't the same thing It ain't the same same thing thing. It's not the same thing Folks, we were just enjoying how dope our new intro sounds, but, and keep, but we got that out the way. <laughs> uh, welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. I'm AJ. And tonight we're going to be doing something a little different from you. It is exactly one week away from Christmas, and we thought we uh try something a little different well, for we'll you. give them got a present. A little present. Yeah. Now, our main, our main collaboration together is as screenwriters. So what we're going to be doing tonight is we're basically going to have a live pitch session of different uh, different concepts, and we're going to hash them out together as writers and you know, kind of see what would be a good direction for said scenario. It could be some uh, weirdo shit. Like, like, we've been mentioning the What If series on Marvel. Uh, we're going to be doing some what-if scenarios for you guys tonight.
1: But they're all based around primarily classic 1980s, 1990s um, productions, or, or, or properties, rather. Um, you know, and I guess... Part of what got this going, because we have to, you know, give a shout-out to the questions episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was that Back to the Future prompt that really got me thinking about it. Right. We are talking about how did Doc Brown and Marty meet, and we started having all that fun, kind of playing around with it. And then yes. we talked offline. Well, and then, you I know, mean, even before that, yeah. sexual chocolate, right? That's right? Randy Watson and the sexual chocolate that yes. I... I'd, Written forever ago And I sent to you And mm-hmm. anyway We thought this would be An interesting direction To take it
0: Yeah, yeah. And I read a little bit of it And I thought, like, Wow this is actually A pretty fun idea So you know Like I said We're gonna uh, go through that tonight And we're gonna do a uh brainstorm different ideas, see how they sound, and uh, like I say, you folks can let us know what your feedback is on it. I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it. But first off, we're going to get into some of our regular segments. Now, first off, uh, we're going to go with our first sponsor, which will be Belsaverse, located on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Belsaverse is pretty much uh, becoming a home for pop culture for many uh, patrons on those particular sites. Uh, there's for those b- that are smart and in the know. Exactly. So there's a Belsaverse group on Facebook. There's also a Belsaverse page on Facebook and there is a uh, Instagram Belsoverse page. Uh like I said we're getting a lot of followers, we're getting a lot of momentum. Uh like I said the Belsoverse uh website is still in the works. And yeah, also I something about that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the Belsoverse <laughs> website is in the works and also we still have uh merchandise uh to be sold on uh, Bels- uh basically on com. If you go to the Belsoverse store, you can get yourself some Belsoverse merch. Get it before you know it becomes you know passe, and everybody starts to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, really, I think it'd be a really good uh little gift for the holidays. Like I said, we only Absolutely. got we got one week left, literally, before Christmas. So, get somebody in your family something special, something fun. You know, and also. Uh, up until New Year's, we have a promotion code going on right now. If you type in uh, Belser85, B-E-L-S-E-R 85, you get 20% off our of all apparel on uh, the uh, teespring.com uh, Belserverse page. So like I said, go ahead, get yourself some Belserverse merch, great conversation starter, you know, something helps out the show, you know, and uh, we also have another sponsor here. Well, that's an incredible value. That's I, right. I just, I have to point that out before we even think about talking about
1: U.S. hookers or anything thereof. Mm-hmm. But speaking of which, we do do have ushooker.com is also supporting us. Uh, they're an awesome uh, source if you want to learn about rugby, uh, if you want to wear rugby around. Uh, you know We're only six weeks away from kickoff season 2020, the third season for Major League Rugby. Uh, massive signings announced, we're bringing over some, some guys from the South African team to play for the uh, uh, Old Glory in D.C. It's going to be a fantastic year, so get in on that sport because as soon as football ends, rugby begins. And you're going to want to have some gear so that you can show that you're in the know, learn a little bit more. I mean, honestly, I used to, I grew up playing football, uh, but I had a bunch of guys on my team that uh, were a bunch of uh, Samoan guys all about the All Blacks. Uh, They taught me about rugby. I fell in love. It's super simple to learn. And uh, it's like going from boxing to MMA, you'll never turn back. <laughs>
0: US Hooker. USHooker.com. <laughs> I just and, love the, and it yeah. does
1: have our sense of humor mixed into a lot of the shirts, so <laughs> yeah.
0: go for it. Yeah, man. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started with our first segment, which is more timely than ever right now Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy. Why Ooh. do I say it's so timely? Because this coming weekend, this Saturday night, Eddie Murphy returns to SNL to host for the first time in well over 30 years. I damn time. The last time he hosted was like 1984.
1: And I was like... Did he attend the 40th anniversary? He
0: attended it, but like... But he didn't, I know he didn't participate. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, like I said, it's more timely than ever right now. And uh, basically, what we're going to do is like go ahead and pick out some uh, stars. We're going to connect them uh, to Mr. Eddie Murphy within seven movies or less. Like I said, it's a variation Mm of... uh, uh, I've, I've got I got a, I got two in mind.
1: Uh, I'm going to start off some I think probably be a little easier. Um, Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy himself.
0: Fluffy. Oh, wow. Fluffy.
1: Fluffy. <laughs> fluffy. He's done, he's done enough movies you should be able to connect him.
0: Yeah, actually I can. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of I'm one right now. All right, uh, which way are we going to go? Where are we going to go? You know what? We're going to go... You know, Fluffy was in Magic Mike with Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash was in The Longest Yard with Chris Rock. Chris Rock was in Boomerang with Eddie Murphy.
1: That's not the way I thought you were gonna go, but that was that was good enough. <laughs> Kevin Nash. I I figured you were probably gonna go through. What was that? Uh, oh shoot, I'm blanking on the name of it. What was that? Uh, that movie with uh, all the the male strippers? Magic Mike. Yeah.
0: That's, 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 oh, is that what you said right exactly now? What I thought you said it was a scary movie. I'm no, sorry. no, Magic Mike. That's exactly what I said.
1: Well, <laughs> so, yeah, you of were... course, of course, you would do it through Magic Mike. That 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 makes sense. Yeah, you've kind of worn that DVD out. Yes, from what I recall.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wore, yeah, I wore out my Magic Mike DVD. You know what I'm saying? Lips so are, yeah, here hair. I was, I was getting all mixed up. On lips it. or hips, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So we got that one.
1: Give me another one. Well, I've been thinking about Robert Duvall for a while. I think that one might be slightly more challenging possibly hmm. oh shoot no it's not that'll be easy
0: go for it yeah I, th- I was just thinking about it <laughs> I, I think you could probably do it in three I could do it in one you could do it in one yeah Robert Duvall was in mm-hmm. Godfather 2 with Robert De Niro Robert De Niro was in Showtime with Eddie Murphy
1: that's two that was the way I thought because you have to start with the one to get to the two okay, okay, okay right? so
0: two right, right? <laughs> either way I got it
1: because otherwise it'd be like going like Ben Stiller and you'd be like yeah Tower Heist <laughs> 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 right something like that Um, all right, well, jeez. All right, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn? Yeah. I think
0: we've done this before. Did we do Audrey? I don't remember doing Audrey. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey Hepburn. (laughs) Okay, uh, I mean, I had to look up Audrey Hepburn. Uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, you
1: know what? We did because you went breakfast at
0: Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah. That's Uh, right, that's right. Okay, 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 so so, somebody else.
1: uh, I knew it sounded familiar. See, it's when I try to go deep, when you when it gets thrown. Okay, uh, Peter Fonda.
0: Peter Fonda?
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you uh, can get there pretty quick off of that one, too, I think. Let's see, Peter Fonda. I can give you one other name, and you'll get there really quick.
0: Uh, huh. Uh... This is dead air. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this ain't dead air. No, no. I want to make sure I, I get the proper thing here. Ah! That one. Okay. Uh, might not be what you were going for, but I found one. Uh, Peter Fonda was uh, in Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage was in... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go All right, Nicholas Cage was in. <sighs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Was I'm, I'm, in, I'm, 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 gonna it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Shut up. Shut up. I'm gonna get it. Okay, Nicholas Cage was in Face Off with John Travolta. John Travolta was in fucking. Look who's talking with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was in. Uh, Die hard with Avengers with Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson was in *Come to America* with Eddie Murphy. There you go. See, <laughs> so you know the way
1: I, w- I would have thought you would have gone.
0: Mm-hmm. You can get there through
1: Jack Nicholson. You just do uh, *Easy Rider*. That's Peter. That's probably Peter Fonda's best known film, especially people. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of through Jack though. Uh, okay, you, you do it then. Okay, so you, uh, you said you suggested Jack. Like, right, go for it.
1: Well, if we're gonna do Jack, then probably go over to. Adam Sandler in uh, Anger Management Adam Sandler was in The Longest Yard with Chris Rock Chris Rock okay. that's okay. the way I would have gone oh okay oh okay, okay.
0: okay. I, see, I see what you're doing because
1: Jack Jack definitely did a lot more poppy stuff especially later on whereas like Peter Fonda was always more the indie guy mm-hmm. like with the exception of Ghost Rider of course but like I mean, and, I, and I'm saying 90s stuff because like his earlier stuff was, I mean, was pop culture as hell right right um, and in fact that's the same reason why uh, oh shoot what's his name um Damn it, his his name just flew out of my brain. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Mm -hmm. That's the same reason I haven't done Dennis Hopper, because I figured you'd get there through Jack Nicholson as well, because Easy Rider's just got so much... It's almost like when you go, like we were talking before about Fear and Loathing. Mm -hmm. There are so many big stars who were in that that film that started out small like Mark Harmon. <laughs> Mark Harmon. <laughs> I like the way Peter Peter keeps saying it in uh, family guy. But Mark Harmon like just for one. I mean, you literally Cameron Diaz, you just go down the list there were so many huge stars in Fear and Loathing that that one's like the nexus <laughs> yeah. for connecting to anybody including
0: Eddie. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. All right, so we got uh, let's see what we get. Oh, we got uh Peter Fonda mm-hmm. and we also got what was the other one Robert Duvall? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got those two. Okay, so we knocked those out. Well, and uh, we did Fluffy too, and we did Gabriel. I mean, that was, that was good.
1: And he's not done that much. No, he hasn't. So no, but I was impressed how quickly he
0: got there. Thought it was gonna take long. That's what's up, man. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and switch over to our next segment. WWBS. What would Busey say? Well, we improvising the musings of Mr. Gary. Busey. Well, with all the interesting stuff happening in the world
1: and our country today, I, I thought I would take something that's far less political, and I would ask Mr. Busey, what would he say about Canadians? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, this is a funny subject. Is that subject. a good prompt? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Canadians. <laughs> I love me some Canadians. I tell you right now There's so many of them I mean there's the funny ones Like you got your Jim Carreys, You got your Dan Aykroyd's (laughs) You know You got your uh, But then you got your more serious ones You got your William Shatner's Always a little Shatner He's Canadian You know But then you got your really hot ones Like your uh, Your Pamela Anderson's Your uh, Trish Stratus's For you WWE fans Yeah (laughs) Or I like them dark too You you ever heard of a a video Vixen named Melissa Ford? You ever heard of her? <laughs> she is hot, man, and she's Canadian. Canadian, bruh. Yeah, I was a big fan of SCTV, so I love all those Canadian people: Martin Short, <laughs> Rick Moranis, <laughs> Eugene Levy. <huh? laughs> yeah, Canadians. But there's so much love, there's so much wonderful things about Canada. Also, big wrestling fan. Breath the Hitman Hart is from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the Hart family. I'm all big fans of those. Everything about Canada, I love. Hockey, Canadian bacon, uh, uh, Molson beer. I really love Molson beer. It's like it's like mother's milk to me. It really is. Oh my God! You know, I could, wish I could move up to Canada. I probably could, but you know, there would be a lot of uh, implications. I do have a lot of. Uh, I, I won't say. I won't say illegal activity because that would just put me out there but I have friends up in Canada that I think it won't be kosher for me to be up there for the next 20-30 years I'm okay. just saying <laughs> ah, Canada tiger blood
1: how's that he liked Canada more than I thought he would. Busey <laughs> loves Canada. So I, was, I, I was I was kind of thinking he might go a little more like Ron Swanson. Dear Canada, uh, fuck you. <laughs> no, no. Busey loves Canada. <laughs> I, and so we learned. I, I see what I'm what I'm looking for, and I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm trying to find what it is that the Busey hates. Yeah. But see, that's the thing too. Like we really look at Busey there's not a lot that he goes off on that he hates. He actually really is a pretty positive guy, yeah. even for all the craziness.
0: Yeah, he pretty much is. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, like, you'll find a subject matter that he just cannot stand. We'll get there eventually. Eventually. We'll get there. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the beauty is as the beauty does. Beauty <laughs> <laughs> is yes, as beauty does. does. That's another damn shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's get to another favorite segment here on the show, which we named last week. Dropping that news. I wish we had that some. Like, I wish we had some kind of news prompt. Do, 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 do. Do, do. I just settled for a coffee mug, like that day. <laughs> <laughs> full of scotch,
1: scotch, scotch, scotch.
0: I love scotch. <laughs> <laughs> now, as I announced before, when we we're doing the uh, Eddie Murphy segment, Eddie Murphy does return to Saturday Night Live for the first time in uh, 30 plus years. This coming yep. Saturday night, him and his uh, musical guest is uh, Lizzo who's been in the news a lot oh. lately uh, for some uh, <laughs> not, okay. unsav- some unsavory behavior. But yeah, she, uh, she is the Surprise. musical guest. And it'll be the last uh, original show of the year. I'm so shocked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, this is a big thing, man. They're doing the promotions for it right now. You know, Eddie's back, man. Like, a lot of people, you know, Getting to the point where they, you know, uh didn't really know Eddie Murphy like in terms of like how he did on SNL because that's what he, that's where it started. That's where really you know broke him out into the public eye. It's and these, it's all these damn kids with no yeah, eye on history. Exa- and like a lot of people don't realize that show probably would have been canceled if not for Eddie Murphy. Well, there's there's been multiple times in SNL's history where it probably should have been canceled.
1: Save for an amazing cast comes in out of nowhere. I know, I know a lot of people like to trash on some of the guys in the '90s, the Chris Farley's, the David mm-hmm. Spade's, but they're wrong. Yes, yeah, they're so just yeah, wrong. They, they are
0: absolutely wrong. Now,
1: look, Andy Sandberg, hes the only one that I can think of in the last little while that I think's had some really good breakout success. Uh, um, well, uh, a, as far as like sketches from the show that really solid standalone.
0: Well, uh, I would have to argue on that point with uh, Kate McKinnon. Which, give, give me one. Okay, uh, well, one recurring skit that she has is, like, she plays, like, this uh, redneck uh, getting abducted by aliens, like, at random times. They bring uh, they bring the skit back because it's so fucking funny because it's basically her just improvising this, this redneck and talking about, like, uh, she's always talking about, like... Uh, Vaginal things and like th- things that the aliens do to her in terms of like probing her, so like they, they're uh, touching them, my cute suit and my uh, my, my, uh, my butter cutter. Like she's, she's like she. Okay, she's, I know that it, sounds. Yeah, it's, fu- <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, bro. All right, so then, I'll, I'll she...
1: watch that because I haven't seen that one. Yeah, the last one that anyone actually here's what I'll say. Last mm-hmm. one anyone sent me because I, I got you know this you and I have talked about before. I got mm-hmm. I got really bummed out and and kind of off SNL
0: mm-hmm.
1: back when uh, it was a Lindsay Lohan. This is like fucking forever ago in college
0: oh the debbie downer
1: thing the debbie downer one when they're all breaking and they think it's funny and it wasn't funny and i was just like if you guys aren't gonna take because for me Mm -hmm. just like you and i've talked about stand-up comedy improv comedy comedy in general it's Mm -hmm. serious business yeah if you're gonna ask for my attention Mm -hmm. take it seriously you should have fun but take it seriously
0: yeah but uh that's why i was giving it like
1: to andy like the last thing anyone sent me that Mm -hmm. was like a cut-out standalone that thought was funny Mm -hmm. today's gonna be a great day you remember that one
0: yes i do that was like the first one like uh don't worry about that. They're using artillery on us. <laughs> yeah, they're using artillery <laughs> You're in the hood, goddamn. So, but uh, well, uh, like I said, hard. yeah, for real. But to counter that point, like I said, uh, she—I think she's been doing a lot of great stuff. Like all, every, they keep bringing back that alien abduction thing because she keeps oh. breaking the host. The host is always in it. It's like some other red net that gets abducted, and she's always killing the host. Like the—I think the one that like I said, the president was Ryan Gosling, and that shit went viral.
1: All right, well, I'll, yeah, I'll pull yeah. it up and I'll watch yeah. it. But anyway, yeah, back it, to the it, point of what we were saying, yeah. there, that's just the way it goes with SNL. Mm-hmm. It ebbs and flows. It's going, and then it kind of rolls down. It goes, and then it mm-hmm. kind of rolls down. And that's how, I mean, like, because you got to look at, like, I think mm-hmm. the biggest problem is there's nobody that's competing with them anymore. True. Like, you had the Mad TV segment for a while. Prior to that, you had what was going on with, with FX and Living Color, right, yeah. and all that stuff, with yeah. Fox and all that. Mm-hmm. And then even to some extent, lesser extent, you know, Whitest Kids You Know and some of these other Internet key, things
0: that are going yeah, out key there, Peel, Peele, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, key,
1: well, and then key and, and Peele and Chappelle—I mean, that's a whole nother level because it's not—it's yeah. not live.
0: Yeah, and actually, funny enough, SNL is the only show. Yes, we are uh, on an artillery field right now, apparently. Being shelled. Then. Yeah, for real. But uh, SNL.
1: To.
0: <laughs> but SNL is the only uh, sketch comedy show around that has skits from SCTV and Living Color and Chappelle' show. They've all been done on SNL this yeah this is true yeah so but going back to Eddie like the, the whole story of how Eddie got discovered uh when he was like 19 years old it, he had the record for years as the youngest cast member to ever be on SNL at 19 years old that was broken like a couple years later by Anthony Michael Hall he was 17 when he got cast. Didn't do nothing But he was 17 Uh, He was there (laughs) He was was there Yeah Uh, Participation trip But yeah Like I said There's so many uh, Black people Went in for that uh, Particular part Uh, It's like uh, Eddie was talking about In like his uh, Inside there at the studio There's like people From Broadway Different stand up comedians The actual choice That they wanted to go with When Eddie got uh, First cast Was fucking Robert Townsend that's what they wanted. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he's, he's funny, but he was safe. You know what I'm saying? Too safe. Way too safe. But uh, <laughs> Too safe for SNL. Yeah. And actually, the producer at that time, because like all the original people had left, Lauren Michaels, uh, Bill Murray, all those people, they had left. And they brought in a new crew headed by uh, a lady named Jean Demanion who really hasn't done anything else since then. <laughs> uh, but she headed up that show, and she cast a bunch of new people, and Eddie was one of them. And she didn't want Eddie. And she thought she didn't think he was funny. She didn't think he was uh, good enough for the show, and she thought he was way too young. But everybody else around her was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Pick this kid!"
1: And then butt wheat happens. Yeah, no, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. She, no,
0: she. What happened was she picked him, but she made him what they call a featured player, which Mm -hmm. means like she's like he He wasn't like a regular cast. Yeah, he might be like in the background of a skit. You know what I'm saying? They might give him a word, a line here and there, but whatever but uh, you know what I'm saying just making him the, the kind of like the token of the show or whatever but cream rises to the top they put yeah, him on like the, the one skit the one skit that they had him do which was a current skit was that he would have be on a weekend update as this angry black dude named, uh, I think, Raheem Abdul-Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> and he would just go on these tangents about different subject matter, and he was getting the biggest laughs. It got to the point where people were like, hey, we like that guy. Give us more of that guy. And then he started getting the regular shit like fucking uh, the buckweeds and all that shit to the point where he is actually the first ever SNL cast member to go from featured player to regular in his first season. He's the first person to ever do that. And like I say, he was only nineteen. And like really? that's and then like I said, after that, actually, uh, Gene DeMannion uh, got fired because the season was so bad. Yeah. Eddie was Eddie was the only shining like him and Joe Piscopo were the only shining lights of the initial season he was on there, and they had some decent people on there. They had uh, they had uh, Charles Rocket uh, who passed away. He was in Dumb and Dumber. He was the bad guy in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And uh, Gilbert Godfrey was on there, and uh, a couple other people, but yeah. They got rid of they got rid of all of them. It's like uh, actually Eddie was the first one to get the news of it. He's like uh, he went to Joe. He's like, hey, uh, so you and me are safe. Uh, Gene Manning got fired. Everybody else is gone. <laughs> the, the only people they kept from that whole first season that Eddie was which on, is what
1: they should have done. was
0: Eddie and Joe. And then after that, Dick Ebersol took over. And Dick Ebersol was one of the people instrumental in getting SNL on the air in the first place. So he took over as executive producer, and then freaking. It became the Eddie Murphy show in an indirect way until Eddie actually said, said it. it. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, it, he, pretty much Wait, became, he pretty much became the star of the show. Which you schooled yeah. me on way back when, what, episode, like, two? Because <laughs> I had it back,
0: which I always thought it was Chevy Chase,
1: but that was no, a completely it, it, it different Yeah. the Eddie, yeah. It was the Eddie Murphy show.
0: Funny enough, all the uh, old school seasons are on Hulu. I've been watching them for, like, the last few Dude, days. And whenever they would do the intros, like, hey, starring, such and such, or whatever, Eddie always got the biggest pop. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, ah, they go nuts, and then and Joe Pesci to get required. back <laughs> <laughs> just you know, and then uh, I, and we and we were thinking about this like what a, like I know they're gonna bring back certain skits. I know how SNL does in recent years, like when certain big stars come on there, if they yep. have like a huge menagerie of characters, Don't they're gonna revive. No, what they are gonna do is they're gonna do. The, they have a sketch called the family reunion where like said star goes to a family reunion. And all the family members are the cast members playing his characters, like they did it with Jim Carrey. They did oh right, right, right. Yeah, they did right, it recently right, right. with Adam Sandler. Yeah, so I'm guessing they're probably going to do the same thing with Eddie Murphy. The better, and, and there's also a lot of characters. And, and there's with. also one skit they really need to do with Eddie. And my opinion is the best skit they have, like in the last few years, Black Jeopardy. Mm. Their black Je- <laughs> Their Black Jeopardy That's has been good. killing it fucking Black Jeopardy with Eddie Murphy has to happen and I know they're gonna be doing like Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood because of the whole there's a big thing about Mr. Rogers right now you yeah. know the movie is coming out and the documentary they just had like within the last year yeah so Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood is a given he want, he, he's he gone on record say he wants to bring like bring back Gumby and Velvet <laughs> Jones and so I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do man
1: yeah. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I haven't watched, I honestly, I haven't watched an entire episode of SNL since that Debbie Downer incident. Wow. That's I've wild. seen, wow. I've seen sketches here and there, but I, they've I just, had, they've they had haven't gen- able to get me. I will sit down for Eddie. They've had generations
0: of people since then. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was that, it was that upsetting to me. Wow. <laughs> because I, dude, I used to be religious about that shit. Yeah. I, I found, I remember I watched season one when uh-huh. I was like, 15 maybe 14 and right. I was just like oh my gosh because i would grown up watching mostly like honestly like in Living Color reruns on FX all the time Mad TV all that stuff Fire Marshal Bill yeah, dude I went to school one year don't get it twisted I didn't go in blackface but I went as Homie the Clown okay good I'm not that stupid
0: I'm very happy you clarified that.
1: Even, even at 10 I was smart enough to know that's not a good idea <laughs> Justin good idea Trudeau in Canada <coughs> no dude you were way too fucking old for that shit <laughs> I knew at 10 that was a bad idea you, if you want to be it yeah. be homie the clown but, you know, come on, be like, be, yourself. Be, yourself. <laughs> be yourself. Come on, yeah. but anyway, I yeah. love 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 stand up comedy, yeah. stand up comedy, and improv comedy. Like that's mm-hmm. that's my jam. So I was yeah. religious every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was sitting down watching SNL okay. until they burned me. Gotcha.
0: But uh, also another uh, fun fact about Eddie: Eddie is the first and to date only cast member to ever host the show while still a cast member. Nobody else has ever done that. Oh shit! That's right. He's the only one that's ever done that. Well,
1: it's because it was so close with his big breakout and everything. That's... People... Yeah, I forget that.
0: He was already the biggest star on the show. And then 48 Hours had just come out, and it was a huge hit. Because normally... Yeah. And it's
1: because it's so weird. Because normally, mm-hmm. once they have their movie breakouts, they, they leave the show. Like, I mean, Chevy was gone after the first year. Yeah. Right? Because he started getting the movies and all that stuff. And so yeah. he was a breakout. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, that's right. I totally forgot that about yeah, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie had... He was still yeah. on.
0: No, Eddie did... Mm-hmm. Had 48 Hours uh, trading places... And the first beginning of Beverly Hills Cop, while still on the show. Okay, so you know uh, what?
1: And that's good. That's actually that speaks very highly of
0: Eddie. Yeah. That he didn't just bail on him. No, no, he like fucking. He knew where his bread was butter. He's like a young guy. Yeah, he's he got a couple well, of it, movies. It's smart from a yeah. business
1: standpoint, yeah. but it's
0: also like it's an honorable thing because it's yes. like
1: I mean he's still dancing with who brung him right? I mean exactly. That's, that's how he got yeah. there. So he, yeah. he gave them more than what they. They really would do.
0: So the story of him hosting was that he uh, is actually supposed to be Nick Nolte, but okay. uh, but but as we all well aware, Nick Nolte has some substance abuse issues, really, and was yeah right, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently was too inebriated to host. So uh, they <laughs> quickly was, they, they quickly made an audible, and they got Eddie because of the fact that they were in 48 hours together. So it's like, we got... Trade he actually, one for the other? Yeah, he actually Producer's said, still happy? I remember he says it in his monologue. He's like, yeah, uh, so Nick Nolte was supposed to uh, come here and uh, host tonight. Yeah, he's uh, such a good guy. You know what I mean? It's the kind of guy he was. Um, he <laughs> can <you> say that. <laughs> but uh, like he, I, I, he, he came to the show and then he vomited on my shirt. So, uh, yeah, uh, Nick is too sick to do the show. Now, I know you folks tune in to see one of the stars of 48 Hours hosted show, and you're going to see one because... I'm a host the show. And then he busts out with the line that made it mm-hmm. a controversial line live from New York it's the Eddie Murphy show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? He was
0: big enough to get away with it. Yeah, and then I remember the, line, the, the uh, musical guest was Lionel Richie. <laughs> it was a weird I, I watched that show it was a weird show and then at the very end when Eddie's doing his monologue you get a surprise appearance from Steve Martin. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He does some shit like, I was supposed to host a show. Like, you know, heart heard oh, somebody uh, got on the show. I usually come in and host a show because he <laughs> had hosted so many times. But yeah. like, I usually come in. Well, they couldn't call me. Well, excuse me. And he just walks away. It's really funny. And just been, like looking at this fool. <laughs> it's really funny to
1: watch, man. And, no, it's uh, great. It's worth going back to watch all those old,
0: oh, yeah. old SNLs. That's why I'm so happy I got you, Hulu. Because, yeah. like I can watch all those stuff. And I really love it. I'm a
1: well, and seeing what you know, mm-hmm. as long as we're talking on the news side, because mm-hmm. Disney's starting to release numbers as far as what people are watching, yeah. it jives with exactly what you're saying. The most important thing in the streaming wars, just for a quick little business segue here, mm-hmm. it's a library, it's a content library. Oh yes, that's what's making it or breaking it. Mm-hmm. Because people like you and me, eh, mm-hmm. I'll watch new stuff. I yeah. like new stuff, yeah. but
0: I love my favorite old stuff. Oh my, I'm gonna god, watch bro. it
1: five, six times.
0: I told you, I'm gonna you, drive yeah. my wife nuts. Oh my god, dude! Like I'm actually. Like I said, between SNL, I'm watching SNL and, like, old Bond movies. Yeah. I was actually watching <laughs> The Living Daylights before you came over. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> bet, bet to my Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which you still are going to have some explaining to do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got the Eddie thing out of the way. Eddie's coming out on this Saturday. Go watch it. I know I am. I, um, and, and I'm making my return for the first time in... Ooh. To why, know, almost 15 years to maybe? Why, Yeah, it's, it's, it's hand, been a minute it's hands down going to be the highest rated show they've done at least all year and very much so possibly possibly longer than that well the Dave Chappelle show was pretty uh, highly rated too so that was a really good show yeah
1: but see what you're going to get with this that you didn't get with Dave Chappelle is you'll get some of the younger guys like us that are comedy fans who followed it back for Chappelle but you're going to
0: get our parents coming back for Eddie that's true that's true, I'll give you that. Okay. So, uh since you brought up Disney Plus and all the streaming stuff, uh it was announced a while back that uh Marvel's gonna be doing some Disney Plus shows on uh Dis- on uh Disney Plus and they're gonna be going into the uh another section of the MCU. Now uh one of the shows they recently announced and like a little bunch of uh shows that you know, uh that were like just brought up out of nowhere, was a uh, She Hulk. Uh basically <laughs> the basically the uh comic book adventures of uh the, the Incredible hoax cousin, Jennifer Walters, who... Uh, the original story was that she was a lawyer. She was working on this big mob case. Her cousin, Bruce, visits her while he's on the run, just to see her because he misses her. She gets gunned okay. down. She gets <laughs> gunned down, and uh, he brings her to a hospital. But unfortunately, she her injuries are so grave that she, required, she requires a blood transfusion from a known relative. And he is the only one in vicinity, so he gives Give her a transfusion chance. of his gamma-irradiated blood... And she becomes a female version of the Incredible Hulk. The initially the, the Savage She-Hulk, which became the Sensational She-Hulk, and the comic book itself was revolutionary because of the fact it was the fir- one of the first comic books where the character like just like Moonlight, like we talked about last week, on a character who actually talked to the for- who uh, broke the fourth wall and talked oh, yeah. to the talked to the actual reader. She-Hulk was one of the first ones to do that. So it was uh, very uh, very uh, inter- uh, in- innovative in that particular thing. Now, in terms of actresses that they have in mind for She-Hulk, now, this has been corroborated by several sites. Uh, the front-runner right now, and I'll give you a guess, name the only female UFC Hall of Famer.
1: Natalie Portman.
0: Uh, You're close. <laughs> uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Rhonda Ronda Rousey. Uh, apparently, she's the front runner right now. To she's play, too tiny to play She-Hulk. She is the front runner.
1: I mean, look, she's she's got a great personality, mm-hmm. a hell of a fighter. I'd never want to go up against her I at all. Know. But no. China, I mean, if she wasn't dead,
0: I yeah, was well, just about to say no. <laughs> it uh, needs to be somebody who's built more like her. You need actu- the size. Actually, uh she she did do She-Hulk, but not in the way you would think. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I don't really want to go into that on this podcast, <laughs> but she has played She-Hulk, just not in the kind of videos that are appropriate for children. Okay, okay. I mean, actually,
1: but here's the thing: see, if you're and gonna I, do, and I
0: actually watched it; it was crazy. I'm sure you did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do this whole She-Hulk thing, though, mm-hmm. you've got one of two ways you can go. Right? You can mm-hmm. go the Lou Ferrigno. This is when you turn into the Hulk side of things, mm-hmm. where it's exaggerated, but it's not over the top. It's more realistic, like the old TV show. Mm-hmm. I don't, get, I don't get the casting of Ronda Rousey because if you're going to do it the other way, right, then it becomes like the, you know, Mark Ruffalo where then you turn into the animated character. Mm-hmm. And, and again, maybe she's a great actress and I haven't seen it, but what is, I don't get the value of having somebody who's, like, known for beating people's asses and mm-hmm. who's not gigantic playing yeah. this character that goes from being a normal, like, Ed Norton-looking kind
0: of a person to, like, this beast. Yeah. So. That's where I get a little lost on it. Well, like I said, she's in front of her, and they just announced it recently. Has she been doing UFC? Uh, no, she actually she was on the WWE for about a year, and she actually uh, made history this past year. She's stick sticking the WWE. She she did really well. Actually, she's the first woman ever to headline. She I mean b- I mean being the main event of a WrestleMania. She's the first one. Her. Uh, a chick named Becky Lynch and Ric Flair's daughter Charlotte Flair. She should stick in there. I think that's a good spot for her. Yeah, she did great. Actually, she uh, like I said, she There's good l- money in that. Yeah, great money for her. Is especially- she is she heel? Uh, she what? Is she playing a heel? She kind of was like kind of tween. What they call a tweener? She like she was supposed to be a good guy, but she had heelish tendencies. Like she she would do like bad shit or talk bad about the fans and shit like that and it would come across. But like either way but they didn't, didn't the rock kinda of play the edge of that for a while back when he was A still lot of doing people that? a lot of people did that, especially during the, like the nineties, like a, uh like Stone Cold was that that too, like yeah, good yeah. guy, but at the same time he'll whoop your ass like with the heart with the heartbeat and don't trust nobody, that kind of shit. So she did that a little bit. But like she actually uh has kinda like uh she actually broke her hand. During the WrestleMania match She's been healing off of that And also she's made it clear That she wants to start a family With Travis Brown Her husband So uh, they've been trying to do that For okay. like the last year uh, And also most recently They they have the show uh, Total Divas On, on E uh, for, the, for the Oh WWE, yeah I heard about that Yeah for the WWE females and Did you watch any of that? I've watched it yes Is it good? It's okay It's, it's mm. not bad It's better than most of the other shows on E <laughs> <laughs> Plus it gives you a behind the scenes Of the WWE Which I like Is, uh, is Soup still on there? With uh, Toxic tux- or whatever it was, I don't think so. I don't, that, that was the only show I ever watched. Total Shiny. Divas is the only things I watch on this. Show. <laughs> I, I only ever and watched, I actually uh, I watch I watch botched just like for like the bad blue jobs. <laughs> that's about it. But like uh, other than that, that's, that was all I watch. Uh, but uh, but yeah, she's the front runner right now, so we'll oh. see how that works out. And uh, yesterday, the seventeenth uh, of December was the thirtieth anniversary of the very first Simpsons episode. One of my all-time favorites. What's Eric, your favorite episode? My favorite episode ever. Uh, well, I, I I can't really ask like one episode, but uh, every year I know I know I watch one episode every year. Treehouse of Horror. Oh, I've watched of it. I've watched it every year since the first one, and I watched. That's the one religious Simpson show that I watch every year. But I love their parodies of different horror movies. My favorite one of those is The Shinning <laughs> Yeah, The Shinning was pretty good. The Shinning with you know with uh, <laughs> <the> groundskeeper <laughs> Willie. <Yeah. laughs> Hey, don't boy, you mean hey, hey, the shining? Hey, <laughs> hey boy, you read my folks. You got the shinning. You mean shiny? Shh. you trying to get sued? <laughs> no, look, when your dad goes gaga, use that shin of yours and i come a running. <laughs> but don't be reading my mind between four and five. That's Willie's time. <laughs> they actually had me rolling. They also had uh, the most recent one. They actually did a, a, a double one this year. They did a regular Treehouse of Horror and they also did another one for Thanksgiving.
1: I didn't see the Thanksgiving one.
0: Yeah, they did another one. They huh. did, this is the first time they've ever done two Treehouse of Horrors in one year.
1: You know, I, I will say my favorite episode, it's an old, old episode, but I like mm. it more and more the longer I work behind the scenes and like, you know, all the shit that we do in Hollywood and everything. Mm-hmm. There's this episode where Bart becomes uh, Krusty the Clown's assistant. Yeah. And when he starts off, he's standing back behind, behind stage next to uh, this grip or like a Teamster or something. And he goes, Mm-hmm. wow, we're the luckiest people in the world. And the team just goes, I wish I was dead. <laughs> and then he's going through all this stuff. He's trying to show people his name in the credits and like, can't even read it because it's going on the TV too fast and like you the know, bullies are beating him up and everything. And by the end of the episode, some kid's like, wow, do you really work with Krusty the Clown? And he goes...
0: I wish I was dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it really, it really got to him. You know oh, yeah. Well, but that's what was great about it because it was just, it was so spot on. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. All right. Uh, if I had to put down to one episode, I forget the name of the episode, but it was when, uh, it was when, uh, what's his name? Sh- Satchel Bob married Bart's aunt. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, tried yeah. to kill her, and then Bart. Actually ends up solving the case, like yeah, he's trying to kill you to get like trying to kill you to get some insurance, insurance or something like yeah, that. whatever it was. Yeah, and sideshow Bob and put, put some weight. That probably would be my favorite singular Simpsons episode.
1: So, well, and, and there's so much to choose from. And I gotta say, I know a lot of people. It was mixed reviews as far as the movie goes. Mm-hmm. I was actually pretty happy with it overall.
0: It was okay. I mean, it was, I, I, it was it, decent. It didn't blow me away. Uh, another thing, since we're talking about movies, uh the biggest movie that's coming out. Uh, actually this weekend it comes out tomorrow Star Wars Rise of Skywalker now I'm one of those uh, social media type people where I like mm. to go on like, different sites or whatever and YouTube channels just to kind of get a feel of what the movie's going to be from like different other uh, YouTubers and people like that people who's actually, whose opinion I actually do agree with like it's only a few that I subscribe to and like, like, usually because of the fact they have really good opinions about these type of things, mm-hmm. and the uh, the overall opinion of the movie has been negative. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. Yeah, like for a lot of people were like, "This is it. This <laughs> this, this this shit. <laughs> this is this, this is this is the culmination yeah. of nine movies." Well, at a certain
1: point, I think every filmmaker who touches the Star Star Wars uh, franchise mm-hmm. has to make Return of the Jedi. <laughs> or, or Attack of the Clones.
0: This <laughs> is that one shit movie. Actually. Or the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I'm about to, I, yeah, I to say like, it. at a
1: certain point, yeah. like you, they can't all be home runs. The fact that mm-hmm. the fact that they had as many as they have that have gone so well, and that the Mandalorian is doing
0: so well. Yeah.
1: What do you expect?
0: I mean, you, you, there's not enough talent to go around. Big which, the last episode just came out. Well, the next episode came out. The penultimate episode came out today, on it, and I believe the next episode comes out Friday for the season finale of the uh, Mandalorian and it looks good like I, the the one the episode they showed tonight was really really good so that's the one thing mm-hmm. about Star Wars this year that I know for a fact is good is the Mandalorian that I have enjoyed every single episode of that show so far and freaking like I said I it's really one of the few original shows that I'm digging right now and I actually just got into Watchmen now, so I'm going to be watching that, binge watching that. Uh, that one just had its season finale, and a and a lot of people telling me it's mind blowing. I'm on the first episode, and I'm loving it. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna get through that. Good. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of it. Oh yeah, also they just released a uh, first look at the new Bill and Ted. <laughs> Bill and Ted Three. Bill and Ted face the music. They are uh,
1: they're definitely. I mean, they're showing their age more.
0: Yeah, they are. They're, they're embracing the age, man. Like they're both. In their fifties now, mm-hmm. yeah. It's been a long time since the last Bill and Ted movie. Bill and Ted's but Bogus Journey. They're, st- they're still yeah.
1: looking like they the same characters.
0: And, and the thing about it is, I love the Bill and Ted movies. It's,
1: it's almost like
0: mm-hmm. it's almost
1: like a, like a, a sequel version of like Encino Man or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and pretty much the whole basis of this is because, like, and if you remember the old movies, Bill and Ted was supposed to be these like musical saviors of the universe, but. This I think this goes into like kind of an alternate timeline where they did not achieve that uh, great musical success that they thought they would and now they have to face the music you know what I'm saying and they, and they actually <clears throat> um, they actually brought back uh, Death from the second one uh, oh, William, yeah. William Sadler yeah they brought Death no, back I saw, I saw the pictures of that Death is back Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's a character playing the daughter of uh, of uh, George Carlin's character remember Rufus Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, Rufus has since passed away, uh, but like they're going to have a character to play his daughter, uh, telling Bill and Ted that, yeah, y'all need to get y'all shit together. Y'all supposed to be the saviors and you're not, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, so they got that. They showed the first first couple pictures uh, like a, a day or two ago, and like I said, both Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves still look great. Yeah. Yeah, there's like 30 plus years later, but they still look great. I mean, they look a lot better than I'm gonna look in 30 years. I'm exactly, guessing. Exactly. Yeah, Keanu's still a little, he, Man, Keanu still. He, I don't even, I don't even Keanu, have as much hair as I had five years so ago. Keanu is almost 60 years old. He looks like at least like 30, 32 at most. Well, having a couple, you know, hundred million
1: dollars to do that for you.
0: Yeah, and then plus he's like half Asian, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Asian don't crack, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. So we got... Good genetics is good genetics, Good genetics is good genetics, bro. And also, this is one announcement that I found really interesting. 50 Cent is going to be producing an animated superhero show uh, based on this one concept of uh, pretty much hip-hop remixes of DC Comics characters, which I thought was really, really dope. Now, uh, if you're a big fan of, like, uh, comics and hip-hop like myself, they uh, usually come out with, like, variants of different uh, covers or, like, uh, various of different characters of uh, in both Marvel and DC. In recent years, they did a bunch of them for Marvel where basically they did, like, remixes of, like, classic hip-hop covers. Hmm. But with Marvel characters, like, they've done ones with, like, you know, uh like the Nas cover, they did like the public enemy cover, the Machiavelli cover, Tupac cover, Biggie cover, with like superheroes and shit. And it looks great. So this is gonna be a whole squad of actual like, you know, DC remixes. So it's gonna be a hip hop Green Lantern. There's gonna be a hip hop. I, th- I think it's a Killer idea. Yeah. And the name of the uh, actual uh group is the Trill League. And Trill, for those of you who don't know, is a Southern thing for like this is dope, this is Trill. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying that's just another one of those hip hop words.
1: I'm, I'm hopeful this is going to go a lot better than his uh, foray into feature films.
0: Yeah, It it's just a little too campy. You know, he had a weird. There was a weird announcement. Thank you for bringing that up. There was a weird announcement. I remember years ago, where they're saying that they were trying to do a re uh, a remake of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde mm-hmm. with Forrest Whitaker and Fifty Cent. I know. And I remember. And I <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And I remember that persisted for a while. It was around for a while. Like, it was like. For is really good. turning into fifty cent with some magical potions. <laughs> so he's gonna be like a you know, poorly, you know, uh, scientist, you know, humble little scientist and then this uh, this uh, buffed out thug. Probably a murderous thug because it's Doctor. Hi- it's supposed to be Mister Hyde. So yeah, yeah. So all his bad intentions—he and- probably be fucking bunch of bitches, killing folks. You know, just all the bad black stereotypes <laughs> <laughs> as Mister Hyde. Um, but yeah, that, I, I remember <laughs> it's probably that.
1: Better that it didn't get. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but so, but yeah, this actual show is gonna be on the uh, new streaming service, uh, QB. Oh Okay. Yeah, and or, actually, uh the Quibi. Quibi or QB Q- or whatever, whatever. Q
1: U I B I. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think and, yeah, I've heard it both ways.
0: Yeah, funny enough, I actually had an audition for them a couple of days ago for some other show they're doing. And I saw the executive producers, and they had some big names like Howie Mandel, Ryan Seacrest. I'm not going to say well, for I, what. I
1: think it's uh I think Katzenberg's behind it.
0: Yeah, man. So I mean, they've
1: got some, they got some pretty heavy names backing it on the <laughs> finance side, and like the big, the big shift from what I remember hearing is this is going to be set up um, as a primary for mobile content. Oh, nice. So there, or at least there's a component of the business that's focusing on uh, primarily mobile content. So that's a huge part of it. In fact, I've it's been crazy. I've been talking to uh, different you know new alums that are coming out uh, out of uh, Chapman, mm-hmm. and a lot of those those guys are landing entry level gigs over there. And in fact, I think we even have uh, I think there's at least one guy who who's a recent grad who's uh, a cinematographer for some, uh, I think it's a thriller or a horror that they've got that's designed specifically for mobile, mobile content, he said. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's an interesting interesting idea, interesting way they're going.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, what are you reading? I'm reading, <laughs> I have an audition tomorrow, actually. and oh. Uh, uh, they Oh, break some, a leg. They, thank you very much. And they give me some sides and some info in terms of who's uh, directing it and all of that, and the director is somebody that I'm a fan of. Well, good. So it's
1: always nice when you actually get to uh, you know say that uh, you're a fan of their work and mean it. Okay. Instead of be one of those guys that comes in and is like, oh yeah, I, I love this, you know, and then you end up doing the Tobias. One question: Am, am, am I concerned about the fire for, for those around me, or am I just trying to be brave? It, it's a fire sale. Because
0: <laughs> we we've all been those. It's a actual, bullshit. Yeah, it's a concept, <laughs> not an actual fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Or when they, we oh, love
1: your work. You've never seen anything I've done. This is my first film.
0: <laughs> I've been in those two.
1: Or I'm just like, there's no way you've seen. Really, you were at, you were at the uh, the 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 Poland Film Festival. The only time this played ever in public.
0: You're right. <laughs> it's so silly. All right, so that's pretty uh, anyway. much dropping uh dropping that news over there. Dropping
1: that news.
0: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to have
1: some kind of a stinger.
0: I'm just that's, that's all I wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we're going to actually get into the uh, meat and potatoes of this particular podcast, our pitch session. Now, the first one that we're going to go over is actually one that you brought up that kind of initiated my little uh, interest in this. Uh, my friend here, AJ, did a uh, work, a treatment pretty much of a proposed movie <laughs> for a character from the Coming Up to America films, Randy Watson. And the title of it is Sexual Chocolate, the Randy Watson Story. Mm -hmm. Basically, this story would be a throwback mockumentary that builds on the relationship between Randy Watson and Reverend Brown from coming to America. Now, this is... I'm going to read off some of your notes. Please do. All right, now, over the past two decades, Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate have left New York to pursue their dreams of becoming international stars, eventually leading to a shithole bar in Reno where they're preparing to record their sophomore album. Conversely... Uh, Reverend Brown's ministry has continued to grow. He has recently retired from the ministry in Queens to pursue a second career as an evangelist and community organizer. As part of his new ministry, he has decided to create a documentary highlighting some of the more successful members of his former congregation. Now, as cameras roll, Randy Watson and the Sexual Chocolate Crew uh Begins, soon begins to overshadow the religious And <laughs> civic nature of, of the particular project Now tonally this is supposed to be A broad spectrum situation of comedy uh, That while, leading, while Drawn on beloved characters from coming to America Easily stands alone As a ridiculous caricature of Americana
1: I like that. I've been looking I've been looking at mockumentaries
0: for long before we started talking about docs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man. So that, that's actually pretty cool, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so let's let's dive into this thing, man. Now like I saw here the characters you got here uh, Randy Watson—that's the main one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Randy Watson, played by Eddie Murphy, and Reverend Brown, played by Arsenio Hall. So, yeah. you from the looks of it, it, looks like you want uh, Reverend Brown to be more like a kind of like a Al Sharpton, just, just, just yeah, just, some, uh, some
1: along that line.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, like a. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see what uh would you want a Randy Watson to be now? Look. Randy Randy
1: Watson's sort of like a, a really bad weird spinoff of of a, a John Lennon, or at least he he thinks he thinks he's a John Lennon. I think I'm a John Lennon, <laughs> but. It's been 20 years since they performed in Coming to America, and they yeah. haven't even released their second album. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that kind of shows you uh, just the challenges that okay. the sexual chocolates okay, have. Okay,
0: now. now, going in terms of time frame now, um, you would you want this to be like modern day, like right now? Yeah, right or? now. Right okay. now, in a shithole bar in Reno. And will he still be having a Jericho? Oh yeah He looks exactly the same Everybody in the band Looks exactly the same As they're working on this Everybody but still got Them crazy
1: hairstyles From the 80s mm-hmm. That's dope If it works Don't mm-hmm. mess with it Mm-hmm.
0: Like I keep telling you man Right Randy Watson In 1988 Looks exactly like my dad In 1988 <laughs> Jerry Curl And everybody In man. fact He
1: has the only Remaining case of soul glow In the country <laughs> He went and
0: bought them out, and he heard they're going out of business. So I have all the soul glow, have all the soul glow available right now. He's just like, oh, excuse me, while he's doing his interview. Exactly. Constantly spraying himself down like fucking like what's his name, Jared Curl in uh in uh in uh, in, uh Hollywood Shuffle. Oh yeah yeah Keeping yeah. Keeping everyone's character, scared to Jared Curl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he <laughs> have that. Oh. Uh, <gasps> With Jericho dried up, oh, please, 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 oh, oh. <laughs> that's too funny. But I can see Randy Watson sitting in a lounge bar somewhere having a cigarette. Well, you know, um, since 1988, um, I've, I've had some tremendous success. I've uh, traveled all over the world, I've traveled overseas, uh, I've had uh, various uh. Contracts mainly in the Far East. I've done a lot of gigs in Japan. Uh, I'm very popular over there. Uh, I actually opened up a uh, restaurant uh, slash massage parlor (laughs) in Japan, (laughs) and I call it uh, the Chocolate Touch. (laughs) <laughs> and I ran. And I ran it for many, many years. It was very, very, very popular. But unfortunately, it was uh, subject to uh, some sort of police raid. I, I really don't know the details, and nor, nor can I disclose them legally. But um, and since and since then, I th- I thought about the the actual conditions that would lead to my United States return. Now I'm thinking, you know. In in recent years, there've been a lot of soul reviews, and you know, there've been a lot of tours, like different groups, like uh Morris Day and the Time and the SOS Band and things of that nature. Now, I'm thinking myself, Sexual Chocolate, going on tour one more time, uh, basically seeing the country, letting the country see us, seeing the wonderful group that we are, and uh, also I get residual, I still get residuals from uh, my episode of That's My Mama, so. So, uh, are you
1: planning on trying to win a, uh, a Soul Train Award? Is that in your future? Or a Grammy?
0: That would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Soul Train Award would be wonderful. I, I, I felt I deserved the Soul Train Award for well over 30 years now. Especially for my uh, wonderful rendition of uh, The Greatest Love of All, which is originally sung by George Benson for the film The Greatest, by uh, about Muhammad Ali. Okay, Now, uh, a lot of people think that Whitney Houston's version is the greatest version of all. I personally think that mine is so authentic and so special because I still get emails about it to this day. And it was done basically in a wonderful little uh, parlor. And oh, I call it a parlor, but it's actually just a little auditorium that they had in Queens, New York uh, in 1988. Only did it one time. Only did it <laughs> one time. This, is, this isn't bad. This isn't
1: half bad. I like, I
0: like yeah. the way it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I only did it one time. It wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. It was actually a wonderful experience. Got a lot of exposure from Apparently, there's some, some, some sort of African royalty in the crowd. Uh, I never actually verified that, but uh, I have heard rumors of that so far. And also, it was sponsored by a wonderful restaurant in Queens known as McDowell's. Now, I'm not exactly sure if that restaurant is still in business right now, but if it is, I'm sure they'll be clamoring for a sponsorship on our particular tour. I mean... We've had a relationship before. Um, they, um, obviously, they see Star Power. They know Star Power when they see it, so they <laughs> want to get ahead get a on this and grab on to the, the lightning rod that is Randy Watson and sexual chocolate.
1: So now one of the other things I had going, Randy Watson has been shacked up with what they referred to as the ugly girl, mm-hmm. which is the Arsenio Hall girl <laughs> for the past 30 years or 20 One from whatever. the club? One from the club. <laughs> and... <laughs> and as the uh, as the <laughs> documentary <laughs> documentary is developing, I, I, I they gotta, break I, up. I
0: gotta, I gotta do it. I
1: gotta do it. Well, hold on. They, well, I want you to know. Yeah, yeah. So they've been together for a long time, but okay. then they hit this this point okay. where they break up because yeah. the Yoko of yeah. the situation shows yeah. up in Coco de Milo. Oh, Coco de Milo. Who is marginally better looking and about ten years older. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so mm-hmm. go ahead, play with that. That's that's where mm-hmm. we we're
0: going with that one. Well, so let's go ahead and go with Ugly Ugly Girl. Ugly girl.
1: You start with the ugly girl, but just so you know, I want to want to know as well about yeah. why you left her.
0: You know, I, you know, I stayed with Randy for many years.
1: Wait, now with, this is the ugly girl talking? This is the ugly girl Okay, I thought
0: you were still going to no, do no, 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 you. no. no like, I'm, I'm, right. doing, I'm doing the girl. I stayed with Randy for many years. We toured all around the world together. I met him one night in a particular nightclub in Queens, New York. <laughs> I'd had some <laughs> marginal success with several other members of uh, the male community in that particular area. Now, I met up with these wonderful, um, handsome, handsome um, African men, and they were were clamoring to get my attention, and I was gonna tear them apart, both of them. That's how I roll. And then, like like a knight in shining armor, there he was, Randy Watson, in all his beautiful glory. His, his hair shimmered in the night. And then his beautiful velour suit. He was so, <laughs> so handsome. <laughs> we made love in the bathroom as soon as I saw him. <laughs> At least three times <laughs> just that night. We shacked up for many, many years. But as the saying goes, nothing lasts forever. Unfortunately for me, he shacked up with a little trollop by the name of Coco DeMilo. <laughs> And Let me tell you about Coco Milo. She is no beauty, not like me. That's, 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 that's not bad. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like
1: where you're going with that. Yeah, that's cool. Well, so anyway, so he mm. he ends up hooking up with her, and then mm. once he gets with Coco Milo, mm-hmm. Suddenly his brilliance just comes out And he's, she is his muse And he's able to write like he's never written before mm-hmm. So he stays up all night for three days And he writes the remaining seven songs Which total out to four and a half hours mm-hmm. Because that's just how long his
0: songs are You know what would be a good song uh, For Randy Watson I don't know if you heard Bruno Mars' last album But he had mm-hmm. one on there called uh, Calling All My Lovelies And it's very reminiscent of, like, old school, like, R&B. Like, the lyrics are like, Honey, I'm fly to fly, to be on standby. Maybe it's like, uh, (laughs) maybe maybe what it ends up Sending me straight to voicemail. Sugar, what the hell? (laughs) Girl, (laughs) you ought to be ashamed playing these childish games. But it's got to be
1: like, it's got to be like a really bad rip-off version of it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because it literally, I got Alicia waiting. Aisha waiting. All the Isha's waiting on me. (laughs) So why you contemplating? play a Hayden if this is how it's gonna be I'm calling all my lovelies calling all my lovelies <laughs> cause I can't get in his like a three part harmony thing I can't really do it yeah. but yeah the song like that just a really bad awful like harmony yeah. song Yeah, I, I, I feel you
1: on that so yeah. and then she's getting in there and like I said she's the Yoko she's the foil so everything's starting to fall apart with the band mm-hmm. Reverend, Reverend Brown's having a heart attack because holy crap! Like my whole thing's falling apart. He left his longtime companion, you know, essentially common law wife. That whole thing for okay. this trollop. Yeah. And now he's sitting here, and I hope everyone loves the fact I use the word trollop. <laughs> 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 this is this is yeah. the writers' room set. That yeah, yeah, okay. But okay. anyway, so then she, after she uh, uh, has kind of successfully broken up the band, mm-hmm. and it looks like everything's winding down, he triumphantly leaves the country after his albums debuted at nothing in America right. number one in
0: Belgium <laughs> so he yeah, leaves for I, a I successful it career it's gotta in Belgium. be some far off country yeah well in Belgium
1: Belgium I'd pick specifically because it's <laughs> landlocked and it's one of the smallest countries in Europe and being number one there is about like basically being number one in Bakersfield like mm-hmm. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> but he has some semblance of success, so there's a lot of room for
0: some really I, yeah, good, I, I, fun. Yeah, I'm looking at you, thinking like the Bel- up stuff Belgian, Belgian tour, <laughs> his, Belgian, his triumphant Belgian tour, his triumphant Belgian
1: tour. Well, and then, and then, if you want, you can even kind of have a wink and a nod, and uh, the, the whole thing could be um, sponsored by uh, Roscoe's, or because there's waffles,
0: or we're doing a special engagement in Zamunda. Yeah, we could do that too. We're doing a special engagement in Zamunda. Uh, we have been asked, this. which would actually yeah. work really well with yeah. coming to America
1: too, because mm-hmm. you know it's it's reminiscent of when they met, mm-hmm. or at least the first time he saw
0: Lisa. Yeah, and then like you could do like uh, remember at the end of the clumps where he's singing like the Larry Graham song "One in a Million You." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one in a million chance for lifetime. <laughs> And light Show compassion You ever seen the video for that? It's fucking no, hilarious. I have seen the video for that It's to me A stroke <laughs> of love Call you He does his crazy No, no <laughs> he does his crazy sustainment stuff One in a million years <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. You know what? No, because he's wearing like a shiny ass
1: jockey outfit. But, you, but you, know what, you know what that reminds me of? Did you ever, you ever gone back and watch any of the music videos oh that they, they, they companioned with movies in the 80s? No! I do that all the time. <laughs> Some of the funny, did you ever see the one for, uh, for, for, uh, shit, what was it, Dragnet? Uh, the rap thing? <laughs> yeah, with Tom Hanks. And, uh, I heard the song, I never actually oh seen the my video. God. Dude, so you got I feel I honestly I feel slightly bad for Tom Hanks, although he's worth way more than I'll ever be worth, so I don't yeah, bad for the man. Yeah. But he's, he's standing there at one point and it's that really bad white man eighties rap where he's screaming in the camera. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Look at him. He's like throwing his
1: hands at it. Oh my god. Well, and Dan Aykroyd's smart enough to just be in the background with sunglasses like this isn't Blues Brothers, but Just be
0: cool. I'm just, I'm just not gonna say anything, and hopefully this will work out. <laughs> that's, da- that's Dan's forte, man. <laughs> no, but I will watch those videos. Like Dude, one, one really so bad. One so funny. really funny one is a uh, uh, fucking for Luther Vandross for the movie uh, a Luf- Ruthless People is was a uh, Miller and Danny DeVito, Judge Reinhold, and <laughs> Helen Slater. Helen Slater, and like it's like a kidnap plot movie. And uh, the song, the main song of it is Where a Luther Vangel song: "Give Me the Reason to Want You Back." Oh, okay, Why should I love you again? But the video, it, the video is basically it's clips of the movie. With uh, Luther Vandross just being superimposed, dancing around, <laughs> singing a song and shit. Well, you describe that. I
1: thought it was gonna be more like the Dragnet one, and mm-hmm. so Judge Reinhold was gonna be singing. No, that no, song. <laughs> that's why I was laughing so hard. It's like another
0: down. really funny one is uh, for the movie Into the Night. Uh, they did a series of music videos. Is John Landis' movie? Yeah. Is a uh, they did a series of music videos for BB King because he like did like this. He did the score of Into the Night, mm. and one of them is uh, for a song called Lucille. And the band is hilarious because it's Steve Martin, <laughs> uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jeff Goldblum on piano, who actually is really dope on the piano. Yeah, he's dope. And Eddie Murphy on drums. <laughs> did Eddie play drums? Uh No But he's <laughs> The whole video Is basically him On the drums And just smiling Cause he got like A little Jerry Curl and shit And he keeps like Missing cues But he's smiling <laughs> And then, That's like, all
1: you can do sometimes man. But yeah
0: like It's like uh, Michelle and Steve On like On, the, on the, horns, <laughs> the horns And they do they keep doing like Stuff like this And shit Like I think Dan Aykroyd Is the other guy too but Yeah like Cause Dan Aykroyd Is in the movie Like it's a small cameo But uh, yeah That's a funny one uh, Dude we should do that For Docs yeah, a video. <laughs> we should do a uh, music video. We'll, we'll do a, like, a, a big song that ba- should have been in the movie. i it. ready to compare. We'll let the shit from uh, Police can. Citizens on Patrol. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly <laughs> like <laughs> that. <laughs> Dude, maybe we do that before we make the movie. <laughs> I'm down for that, <laughs> Let's bro. Let's do that. Dun, 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 dun. This is a really, bad <laughs> a really bad music video. That'd be great, <laughs> man. Oh man, citizens on patrol. <laughs> 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 that's so dope. Oh man. The seasons, man, We have to this. Is, tell this, is,
1: this, is, this is all, look, huh? that's why I wanted to do something like this. Because yeah. These sessions for brainstorming and stuff. It's a lot of fun, and hopefully other people enjoy it, but if they don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm having a blast with this.
0: That's what's up. All right, so you sent me actually a bunch of ideas of what we could do pick, for a potential future. Which one you want? Uh, let's go with um, one that you sent me. Trading Places reboot sequel. Trading Places reboot the sequel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually good. Right. Now, as far like, let's go with, let's go with both of them actually. Let's do let's try a sequel first, and then for a reboot, who will we pick? Like in terms okay. of okay. So for the sequel, let's say well,
1: because we gotta so let's go with where it ended, right? Okay, so, so the, mm-hmm. they're out hanging out on the beach, mm-hmm. right? So. Eddie, Dan Aykroyd, they're doing great. And then I can never remember the actor's name who who played the... um, Butler? The Butler, yeah.
0: Denholm Elliott, Coleman. Coleman,
1: yeah. 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 But the actor is who I couldn't remember. Yeah, Denholm Elliott, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. great, great classical actor. Yes. Brilliant. So they're there. Yeah, Marcus Brody, yeah. Yeah, they're set. Dan Aykroyd's hooked up with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. modern times.
0: Okay, Oh, yeah. and
1: then we we can't forget the Dukes. The Dukes are broken, busted. They're out on the street, which you get a, li- a nice little wink and a nod to and come and, to America*.
0: But uh, that, but, but they I, also I, get the. Cash. I, I just I just about to go that route because like at the, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, there is a cameo of the Dukes in *Coming to America*, uh, where they were busted. They were basically bankrupted by the actions of traded Places. They're now homeless people living on living by the New York River. Uh, during one incidental moment, uh, during a date between the, the character Akeem and Lisa. Uh, Akeem Gives the homeless dudes uh, Basically a uh, fast food bag Full of cash uh, Now he doesn't realize Who he's giving these to. he's just giving it To two homeless dudes They just happen to be Two very ruthless Old codgers Who uh, basically had No value for human life Until they had Everything taken away from them well, No uh, they still uh, I, I, didn't it, have yeah, any yeah, They're to, to say They're They're probably still, They probably still Don't have any But you know Randolph Leave me alone Mortimer Randolph, Randolph. It's I'm still, still talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Mortimer, we're back. That could be the beginning of the movie. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mortimer, th- those words. Mortimer, we're back. So now it's present day. Yes.
1: They have taken that little bit of pocket change from Akeem, mm-hmm. and they've managed to build their empire again.
0: Under a new name. Exactly. let a new go, name. Of, Yeah. In fact,
1: fact, not just a new name, let's put them in a new country because, and maybe this has changed more recently, but for Mm -hmm. the longest time, I think even through the 80s and 90s, insider trading, the way it's illegal here in America, isn't illegal in the U.K., uh-huh. So if they had any connects, they could go over there and they could build their empire up pretty quick. In fact, I think there's even kind of a, a, a winking and a nod motion to it in uh, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. That's true. Right? Because yeah, yeah. that's why that's why um, Michael ends up going back over there to build it once he gets the money off his daughter instead of <laughs> staying in New York. Because yeah. he's banned from the trading industry in, the, in New York. Okay. So those guys are over there now. They've built it up. They've got themselves a fortune. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie, mm-hmm. Coleman, those guys, they are they're not... They're not aware of this because it's not a part of their life. They don't care. They're just rich guys who sit back making cash.
0: Yeah. Like, let's say, for argument's sake, they are rich guys making cash, but, you know, that kind of cash might not last forever, so they've built themselves a company together. uh, They got their own company. They got their own, like, brokerage or something along along those lines. It's doing very well. It has done very well for the last 30-plus years. You know, um, Eddie's the CEO. uh, Dan is the CEO. And then, all of a sudden, out the blue— this wonderful life that they had starts to go into shambles because they're being bought out by this mysterious company in London. Look at the mysterious company in London, uh, who they've never heard of. It was like a, and let's give them, and we should give them like a name that like would be like kind of reticent of like the old movie, or like a one dollar corporation. <laughs> also, no, not nothing not as on the nose as that, but just something like just kind of. Species of the kind of thing, like you know, that we could call it like quid co because you know, in, in the UK,
1: mm-hmm. a buck's a quid or essentially, essentially that's about the same thing to them. So oh, yeah, an American no. wouldn't necessarily know what that is, but still Quid I'm going to nod to the What original. is this
0: Quidco thing? Yeah, he has got this Quidco?
1: Why are, they, why are hmm. they fucking with my life?
0: Yeah, and then they look it So up, first
1: like. they start by poaching their mm-hmm. biggest clients. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to have financial problems and now mm-hmm. they're getting bought out by mm-hmm. this mysterious company and they can't figure out why. Yeah. But see, if it's the Dukes, it can't yeah. just be that they come in and buy out the company <coughs> and do anything legal. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some nefarious, dirty, underhanded shit going on trying to ruin their
0: lives. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's say they're an... Um, uh, in doing so They're also like Trying to hire like a hook Like him and Jamie D. Curtis Have been married For successfully for years So maybe one of the things They do
1: is They start running pieces And stuff about how She used to be a hooker Yes like, Putting that out in the press Those kinds of things Like and and socialite Or they
0: like could bring out The thing that he was like He was uh, busted for drugs Yeah And all this other thing And then that, actually That Valentine was at one point A beggar that was uh, You know Arrested well, for then, no, When no, they actually get They get his uh, His uh, trading license revoked Because they're able to pull His old criminal record Yeah so they start doing that To screw with their lives Yeah And then like All this is happening Like why is all this Revenge is happening Like why is all this Happening at once And then it's like uh, They discover something Like that like Gives them a clue To like who's doing it to them And like you, like you said The quid thing like A quid Like that's One dollar You you don't You don't think It just clicks Yeah It can not be It can not be though
1: They'd be, they'd be dead by now
0: Yeah And then like You hear like a video Get a video message Or something from them Like Just like Right right at that moment Or like Or some kind of Communication from them Right at that moment As they figure it out No 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 What if somebody <coughs> Recognizes Clarence Biggs Oh That brings it Full circle back around Clarence Because be- Clarence Biggs Would want to get even with him I Definitely want to get even with him <laughs> He'd do that shit for free. And he would be like <laughs> fuck and he would be fucked up if he'd like he can't walk right like he has like like a walker or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, he's, in oh, yeah, oh, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's <laughs> in a wheelchair. You want to know why I'm in this wheelchair? <laughs> it's it's one of those it's one of those electric ones. He's got the switch. He has and everything he's fucking it up like, <laughs> like he's fucking. Up. It'd be it'd be funny with gag like oh like, dude, it's a great like, visual. He, gag. He, he keeps showing up and then like but he keeps fucking up. <laughs> and then just sitting sort there of like look at this fool. Like, he's trying to be serious with like his wheelchair, he's fucking up. That'd be hilarious. And then like your Clarence Beats, like and then they, oh my god, you you working for them, aren't you? Of course I am. You know what I'm, like, I'm, I'm doing this for free. I'm doing this for free. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck the both of y'all. <laughs>
1: I'm getting y'all back, bro. Okay, so we got the setup as to what's happening, what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, the question is, how far do they push it to really screw it up for Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy? And then what do they do to get back on top? Let's say they
0: get to the point where they actually get kicked out. They lose,
1: they're, they're in disgrace, they've lost the business.
0: Yeah, they lost the business, they, you know what I'm saying, they're, you know, they had no choice but to take what they have and hide, get away from this, because it's just, it's gotten be too big, too much, mm-hmm. and now that they know that it is the Dukes, that they have to find a way to get back at these motherfuckers. Uh, and should figure out how to do it, though. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the weird part. Well, again,
1: like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. so the UK has got insider trading's laws are a lot different than ours. A lot of those guys can do some kind of backroom shady shit. Mm-hmm.
0: So what if are they... Are you
1: pro or con introducing a new character? Because either one of those guys should have kids by now.
0: No. I don't like when they do that. Okay. So I, then we'll, I,
1: listen, we'll stay away from
0: that. Yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. Because like, it's like... It, it takes away the attention from the, the from people that from okay. the people that I actually want to pay attention. to. I give a fuck about <laughs> some kid? So, uh, but because uh, what like, they
1: need, what they really need to do, if we're going to play off a similar similar trope, because I mean that was like that was the good and the bad thing about the Back to the Futures, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you literally get to watch the same show, the same story, different three times, mm-hmm. right? That's the whole thing with the whole Biff and Marty thing that goes over and over, okay. and, over so, and over again. Yeah. So, what we need is a way for them to figure out it's the Dukes and to be screwing up the Dukes.
0: So the trading places thing in terms of this particular movie would be the Dukes who were poor and destitute Swap themselves in. Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. like fucking Eddie and uh, Dan who were rich and affluent you know, the Dukes manipulate shit so that like it starts changing everything into their favor and then like Eddie and Dan and Jamie Lee are back on the streets and shit. Then then they figure it out. Now they have to figure a way to get back, you know what I'm saying, to where things used to be. So, so like the
1: last time they stole inside information mm-hmm. and were able to not only steal the information but convince the Dukes it was something else, screw <clears> them up. Yeah. So they need to be able to do something similar in this case. Now, trading and the trading floors, all that stuff has changed, so much of it's done with algorithms and everything. <laughs> so the real question is, how do they how do
0: you con a con man? Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Let's have Let's have the Dukes, like, that's pretty much all of uh, today's society right now, is cancel culture. Let's have the Dukes do something so heinous and admit to it, like, or, like, or like, how they
1: lose their money, though? Yeah. See, so that's what you got to get, because you got to get, because yeah. the, the way you hurt rich people is making
0: them poor No right. yes, right.
1: Right? So right. how do we get them, because I, I agree with you, like, if there was anything else, Mm-hmm. you could can cancel culture and shame and whatever but these guys don't care they they only talk to each other and they're rich yeah so so we gotta so we gotta figure out how to take away the only thing they give a shit about which is the money
0: yeah we just gotta figure out some way like in terms of like uh, some sort of big uh, I don't so if I say stock event I'm pretty sure there's some precedent for an event like that where uh, they trying to uh, they they build themselves up again, but they they do something so heinous, so wrong that it ruins everything in terms of not only the reputation and the stocks go down, uh, the company value goes down. Like got- what if
1: this is taking a very different direction? But what if one of the things that they were kind of known for before they got taken over by Quidco was the international deals, right? Maybe that's a little more what they were on. Okay, what if we could find a way? To put the Dukes, now that they've taken over their company with Quidco, trying to be hot shit, to end up in, like, say, China or something. Mm-hmm. And while they're in China, they're coming in trying to be, you know, the, the big swinging dicks around town. They of think course. they know what's up. Yeah. But a place like that, there's a hell of a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. and, and just below the surface. That if you don't understand it, you can get yourself in trouble really quick. Yeah. So what if... Those guys use their last couple of dimes to go over mm-hmm. and connect with some guys they know out of like Hong Kong or Shanghai or Beijing or something, mm-hmm. and they are able to trick the Dukes into getting caught bribing someone. Yeah. So then they go to jail in China.
0: Yeah, and because you
1: go to jail in China, being caught for bribes. Yeah, you're never coming home.
0: Yeah, they're nothing. They're not, you're not coming back. Doesn't matter how
1: much money you got So
0: basically they would have to Get like Eddie and Dan Would have to get in contact With someone uh, They would have to learn About these China, Chi- the Middle East <coughs> Like that Yeah you know, They would have to learn About this Chinese development Or this Middle Eastern development <coughs> It's finally- like
1: gonna be One if you Pick a place like that Like mm-hmm. you go for like Dubai Or you mm-hmm. do You do Shanghai or something mm-hmm. Like Quidco's <coughs> Crown Jewel to basically announce to the world the Dukes are back is going to be this new crazy whatever development. Or it could be, or it, yeah, it
0: could be like, or oh, some big convention or some like big uh, world event where the Duke, like, yeah, a the Dukes are back, yeah, like. Because it's so like, yeah. it's like if
1: you're going to build like the new World Trade Center, right? If you're going to do like the Chinese World Trade Center, yeah. you're going to build something really big like that. Mm-hmm. These guys get caught greasing some palms; they go away in China, you're never seen again.
0: That's a good way to go.
1: And they can be sitting there at the end, kind of waving, as they're like, "What are you guys doing here?" Be like. Well, us, uh, we're uh, we're we're just on the ribbon cutting committee.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, some
1: symbol some, some which shows like no, no, we and Ran you and we got back in because they like us. I
0: about to say like they can they, um, the Dan and uh, Eddie can be like the, put the competitor company. Hey, the Deuce doing this bullshit. We'll come in. We'll bid this for you. We'll, we'll, and then the Chinese people are like we don't give the deal to you and that kind yeah. of thing. And then like I said, the Deuce get caught up like bribing and all this illegal shit. They get sent away forever. And Which nothing. for
1: them is only like another six weeks because they'd be old as shit.
0: But it would be. <laughs> but uh, no, 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 old codgers
1: and shit. Yeah, and then back on top. Back on top. There you go. That wasn't was bad. bad. That was bad. And in case anybody's wondering, we don't have any notes. No, <laughs> we're, we're literally just extempor. We're spitballing right now. Fun. This
0: this is this is a live spitball session. And that's
1: how shit gets written. That's how
0: shit gets written, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> that's right. All right. So
1: if you're gonna reboot
0: it, okay,
1: we're gonna keep it pretty much the same. We're just gonna update. So like instead of screaming in the stock pit, you know they're mm-hmm. doing some computer shit. Who are you gonna cast?
0: You know the weird part about it is they kind of did do a soft reboot of Trading Places. Uh, you ever seen the movie Get Hard? Oh yeah, with uh, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell, it's basically trading places, bro. Mm. Even, even if it's you watch, even, even if you watch the beginning, same thing. Except it's in L.A. Like they have different. They do the establishing shots just like Landis did in Philly, yeah. except except in uh, except in uh, Get Hard. It's like Beverly Hills in L.A. in like hardcore L.A. So they do the same thing again. Then the same thing. Like this black dude is helping this white dude out. Like he's about to go to jail. He's he's ruined. He's you know. And he's being ruined By somebody he trusts You know He's yeah. a, a relative Of somebody he trusts And shit So fucking Like it's pretty much It's very similar So But in terms of like Actors I will not want to do Like Will Ferrell And uh, Kevin Hart again Let's try Let's, let's try it with somebody else I'm trying to think of Who it would be um, Well how, how young Do you want to go I don't have to go That young Like I think I think Andy Samberg Could do the Dan
1: Aykroyd role
0: Andy Samberg big, Interesting But guy. who would be His black counterpart that's, I, that's, that's really what it is I'm trying to think of Who's hot right now In terms of hot, your hot Young black stand ups Other than Kevin Hart
1: Donald Glover <sighs> He's funny He's, He's very, got great timing He is very funny he, he killed it in community He
0: is very funny I uh, think I think
1: he would I honestly think That would be, Andy would be some San, Interesting chemistry
0: too. Andy Sandberg And Donald Glover That could be fun And then they could probably Do a music video Because both of them Are musically inclined Yeah <laughs> 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 I'd watch that shit Yeah Yeah Yeah, we need to have, like, a female love interest with, like, really nice tits. So, uh, Alison Brie, that'd be a good love interest. Also from Community.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah, so that'd be a good love interest. She could be the Ophelia, and you can have an old-school actor play, uh, fucking...
1: Who are we going to have for Mortimer and Randolph?
0: Let's go old-school, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd.
1: Yeah, but I say I don't want to bring anybody from before.
0: Mm. I, I
1: think it needs to be... I think it needs to be...
0: Mortimer and Okay You know what Because
1: if you're going to go A little more classical Yeah You could do uh, You could do a Robert Duvall
0: Mm. (laughs) Mm. Yeah No I'm not going to that And Jeff Bridges (laughs) That would be some really Jeff and Jeff and Bo Bridges
1: Oh Yeah I wasn't even Je- thinking Bo, but yeah, Jeff that would be
0: and, Jeff and Bo. Bo still acts. He, yeah. he not do, he do. He's not as frequent as Jeff, but
1: no, that'd be hilarious.
0: That'd kill it. Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges. All right, so who's Coleman? Shit, that's a good one. Another uh, old school actor. Let's go uh, English though. Reliable actor, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I would
1: yeah.
0: like. I would go comedic though, like for like uh British actor. uh well, no, you need a straight man in that role. Timothy Dalton. Okay, I'll let you go, Timothy
1: Dalton. although you'll never get him. He's got too much money, too much to lose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to play up. Michael Caine. Well, oh, he's already done the bullets. Yeah, I was before. gonna say he's done yeah. that to death. Okay, Michael Caine. Not Michael Caine. Uh, John Cleese. We're okay. John Cleese.
1: Yeah, I can see that. That'd yeah. be that'd it's, be good cast. Coleman.
0: Yes. Scientific experiments. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love John Cleese. Yeah, John Cleese eggnog <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat someone to it eggnog <laughs> it's my life savings, huh? please don't lose it <laughs> and you'd be such a smart ass I love yeah that'd be, that'd be good. good yeah be okay good. so our cast for our proposed reboot of Train and Places Andy Sandberg as Louis Winthorpe III uh, Donald Glover as Billy, Val- Billy Ray Valentine uh, Alison Bree as Ophelia uh let's see. Uh yeah. Uh uh jo- Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges as Randolph and Mortimer, Mortimer Duke <laughs> and John Cleese as Coleman the butler.
1: I think I would watch that.
0: I would watch that. <laughs> you know what? I'm going yeah. uh, hey, for that. I, I'm I'm down with that. I really am. Jeff and my bitches That'd be dope Alright Okay So this is <laughs> Alright so we got our, A trade place sequel And our reboot pork uh, uh, bellies, Which you
1: might find and Which uh, we're used to make bacon Which you and might find, find in any bacon, bacon lettuce, lettuce and tomato, tomato sandwich
0: I <laughs> 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 uh, brace the wall Like really <laughs> Like really motherfucker I know what a BLT is Let's see Did what You put
1: bacon in that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay so now let's look At one of your other ideas
1: Alright uh, what else uh, We're going with
0: Indiana Jones reboot.
1: Yeah, assuming that The Last Crusade was the last.
0: <laughs> assuming the, tr- uh,
1: okay. the trilogy ends and then we start from scratch without aliens
0: and shit. <laughs> yeah, without aliens. Okay, so there have been a lot of names floating around as a potential Indiana Jones. The one I, he- uh, I heard most frequently in recent years was Chris Pratt. Yeah, he'd, yeah. Be, he'd be good. Yeah, Chris Pratt and uh, a couple other names came to mind, like uh, Chris Pratt... Scott Eastwood But he hasn't really done A lot of like Leading man stuff uh, I'm trying to think speaking of
1: like of, Speaking of Scott yeah. Did you see What was that um, It was a western I can't remember What it was called Where he plays like A western or, Like a, a bad guy Who's got schizophrenia And he doesn't know it
0: I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't Dude it
1: is I felt so bad Because he's not He's a, he's a better actor Than that But the movie Was just put together poorly mm. He's a solid he, He's a good choice Okay I
0: think. So Scott Eastwood, let's throw that in there. Uh, Chris Pratt would probably be number one because he's got the physicality and the humor. Chris Pine, Chris Pine would work as well. Chris Pine, yeah. He'd be he'd be decent. Okay, I can see that. Uh, first, River Phoenix was still alive, but yeah. that'd be more appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, shit, those, I'm trying to think of anybody else who would have that kind of lead demand thing for Indiana Jones. Now, would you still keep it set? Where you're fighting, you're you're basically fighting
1: with the Nazis yes. trying to grab artifacts and stuff.
0: Yes, that's basically the crux of the Indiana Jones
1: movies. That's really what made it work. But could you reset it in a modern setting, hmm. fighting? So I mean, could you be essentially trying to beat the ISIS fighters through it or something? No, it, it
0: don't have the same oomph as the Nazis. Yeah, it, like like i I forgot I forgot what the person was, but like fucking whenever you need a, a reliable bad guy. Pick a Nazi. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's really, it's really hard not to cheer
1: when you watch them. You know, punch an SS officer. Punch or a goddamn, punch a like, goddamn Nazi. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, well, that's appropriate. So
0: let's keep it like, let's keep it serialized because that's what it's based on anyway. The serials. I, lo- I watch a lot of serials on YouTube, and the Nazis and people of the ilk are rampant through those movies. So we got to keep it no. in the Nazis.
1: Did you ever? I don't know how how deep you went on any of the the fanfic or any of the other stuff in the world. Did you ever read any of the Young Indiana Jones series?
0: I watched a couple episodes. like But I mean, did you ever
1: read any of the books or anything?
0: No, I never so read the books.
1: So the idea is part of the reason why Indiana Jones is such a badass, uh, as far as being an archaeologist. Yeah. His his parents were archaeologists. Yeah, I don't I got up.
0: I got the gist of the show. Yeah, you know, so yeah. So the
1: question is, I guess we're looking at it because those are all great options to do a reboot. Just basically do something. Hopefully, less than a shot-for-shot shot remake
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the first three. What if we did a Young Indiana Jones?
0: That'd be cool. But listen, I don't really, want to. Because then you'd have
1: to list artifacts. Because the the one thing, like mm-hmm. from the Last Crusade, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. he's essentially looking for what are Christian artifacts. It gets mm-hmm. a little bit different in Temple of Doom. Yeah. A little bit, and that's where it starts to get off. And then he goes way off into a whole other world with
0: Crystal Skull. There is an episode of the Indiana Jones Chronicles that I always thought would be a dope movie if they ever did it. Okay. Now, one particular episode, he ends up in Romania and ends up fighting a criminal named General Targo, I believe the name was, but General Targo turns out to be Vlad the Impaler, a.k.a. Dracula.
1: Yeah.
0: Indiana Jones versus Dracula.
1: I'm on board with that
0: Exactly So for, I always thought That was a dope And they showed stills Of like the actor They had planned uh, Because Bla- Vladimir mm-hmm. Taylor As yeah.
1: the You know The the Impetus The jumping off point For what Dracula became The idea is that he's He, he has something Bordering on immortality Yeah He just doesn't die So it makes sense It, doesn't, ha- into it him doesn't
0: have to Necessarily be vampirism He might like Drink blood Or some shit like that so sort just of more just like why
1: the Impaler was just be a masochist
0: oh, and be able to like entrance people like make them like like voodoo like uh, like uh, voodoo zombies who are like not, not like actual zombies like undead zombies. But you like, go, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something like that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So Being with the Carpathian. make make zombies and shit. So I thought I think that would be a dope way to go in terms It'd be of like, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones versus Dracula.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> and then there'd be like a big confrontation in the castle and shit. You know they gotta have a Dracula castle.
1: So if he was. So let's let's go back though for a second. To if we're going with keeping it more on the original van, if he was gonna be looking for an artifact, <laughs> something in Christendom, whatever it was that had some sort of a
0: significance. power or
1: significance to it. Yeah. He's trying to beat the Nazis to. What's he looking for?
0: Yeah, that's a good question because there's a lot of different. I mean, he pretty much
1: just got like the Shroud of Turin. Yeah. Because they already did, you know, with the Holy Grail. Yeah. They already did the Ark and the Covenant.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look there's up. There's a
1: lot more in terms of Christian, in terms of like holy artifacts. I mean, I suppose if maybe there's something like to the nails that were used to uh, to hang Christ, something like that, maybe. Yeah, and. Um, because they would have actually touched the blood of Christ the same way the other one did, so maybe they have some sort of a significant, you know, healing power capability.
0: I, w- I will. see that. Something about. like
1: that could be interesting. Oh, and the uh, wasn't there something? Didn't they mention something about the lance that was used to pierce his side?
0: Yeah, and maybe he, he was he's looking
1: for both of those, trying to get those away from the Nazis.
0: Yeah, and maybe like the lance could be the one thing that can kill like Dracula or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Take away his immortality. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that could be interesting. That could be. Uh, uh, I, could I, like, be done. I like where
1: that one's going. I like
0: where that one's going too. I'm trying to look up. Like I'm, actually, what I'm doing right now while he's talking is looking, trying to look up uh, sacred artifacts. Or relics associated with
1: Look sometimes when you're writing You yeah. need to do research If but, you want it to be even like, halfway aso- decent. like
0: associated with Jesus Let's see uh, There's like The true cross Right uh, which pe- Like or He could kill him With wood from the cross Yeah You find Like say you found the cross And find like wood from the cross And freaking Oh Or like I don't oh, nah, I don't think that would. There's a bunch of different things here uh, The holy creel Or The knife used On the last supper
1: Oh, to cut the bread? Yes. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. And the Holy Grail, the crown of thorns.
1: Yeah, that'd be another one.
0: Yeah, the actual crown of thorns from Jesus. Uh, like like we're talking about the holy nails. Uh, but there's, there's a bunch of different ones.
1: But at any rate, any of those things, trying to get those away from the Nazis would be big. I mean, here's the thing. My biggest problem with the crystal skull
0: mm-hmm.
1: was they completely jumped way too far over the suspension of disbelief they've been asking audience to go with for the first three films. Yeah. Because the first three films had enough basis in historical significance and in uh, cultural and historical reality, yeah. right, for people that, you know, whether or not the, the, the Holy Grail even still exists at this point or if it's been lost to history, mm-hmm. that's a question people could ask. But mm-hmm. y- if you're willing to say, okay, well, that, that was an object that was there, mm-hmm. You can go along for the ride. There's been nothing, and we've talked about this a little bit before. But there's been nothing to even remotely suggest that extraterrestrial life has visited this planet, or that mm-hmm. there's even an artifact to find from them. Not to mention all the weird shit that happens with those skulls. Yeah. And so they they kind of lost because where they were going, where they were making the the uh, the Russian communists the new bad guys, mm-hmm. the USSR. I was on board. I was like, oh, okay, I understand. You know, that's a safe enough switch. I I see where you're going with it. I mean, even the thing where he survives a nuclear blast inside the fridge. I was like, "Ah, I'll hang in there. I can, okay, maybe. They lost me once they went to Aliens. It was just a field too far.
0: So now we got that established, what would be the name?
1: Mm. Well, it depends on what we go with, because it's always Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, which has that, Winkin' and Nod to the Crusaders, Indiana Mm. Jones, The
0: Temple of Doom, The Temple, Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones,
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on what we pick. If it's the Crown of Thorns, then...
0: Indiana Jones and the Crown of Thorns, Indiana Jones and the Tool of the Crucifixion, Indiana Jones, uh, shit, Indiana Jones versus Dracula. <laughs> they did, They done Billy the Kid versus Dracula. I, I know. <laughs> I <shouldn't> <laughs> now you're
1: starting to get into like Magic the Gathering and shit. <laughs> Expansion
0: packs. Oh my God, that'd be dope, bro.
1: <laughs> Which I don't play, I'm just aware. Just because I know of something doesn't mean I actually yeah. <laughs> utilize it. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's that's not bad for some Indiana Jones stuff. It's yeah. not as not as deep as Trading Places, but that's because I mean, if you're do a reboot,
0: yeah. This, this one this one will take a lot more time. We definitely will have to do some like real. Well, yeah, because you're going because yeah.
1: again, since it's archaeological,
0: you have to look have up the base it and something a, yeah, archaeological. a real notified artifact. I mean, you
1: could you could almost you could leave the Christendom side of stuff uh, of, of things aside, and you could go for looking at something like some of the ancient civilizations, like the Druids, mm-hmm. or like maybe something weird with the Phoenicians or the Egyptians. Like maybe there's some weirdy thing, Because, I mean, you can always get away with a lot of stuff, putting some weird shit on, you know, yeah. Egyptian artifacts.
0: Yeah. All right. So we got that knocked out with the Indiana Jones reboot. There's one more here that I really like, and right. I think it'd be cool because I love the movie. A, re- a reboot of Happy Gilmore. I would love that. I'm down with that. I really love a reboot of Happy Gilmore. Now, first off, casting, who's going to play Happy?
1: Well, you love it. I'm going to let you go
0: first. Okay, now in terms of who I would pick, because Adam Sandler was a very unique cat in that particular role. Now, it would have to be someone very, very silly, but very popular with today's audience. So, I would probably go with another Adam, Adam Devine, or Devine or whatever, whatever his name is.
1: That's actually, that's brilliant. Yeah, Adam That Devine. would be good.
0: The dude from Workaholics.
1: Yeah, because he's got, he has, he has that little bit of rage always bubbling below the surface too, mm-hmm. which is freaking
0: hilarious. Mm-hmm. As and he's he's built like a small <coughs> hockey player. Exactly. So uh, he can still have him be hockey, and he can be obsessed with hockey. He'd be like one of those like uh, you know those YouTube gamers where they all they play is like sports and like shit like that. And yeah, all yeah, they do yeah. is just go on like these tangents. Oh my god, are you fucking nuts? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what well, those type of guys? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he's like a really sucky hockey player, and he keeps trying to get on this goddamn team. But and he's he got keep- a hell
1: of a slap shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, he got a hell of a slap shot. He discovers it accidentally, just like Happy does. in some like weird incident. Now, would you want to still go with the whole thing like he's raising money to save his grandma? Yes, that's Cloris Leachman.
1: Cloris Leachman? I love Cloris Leachman. I love Cloris Leachman, too. She's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Or Betty White.
1: Betty White would work. Because here's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I've I've only ever seen Cloris Leachman in person once. It was was like six years ago. Yeah. So I don't know how spry she is anymore. Yeah. I've seen Betty White more recently on TV and stuff. She's still pretty spry, because you've got to be able to move around a little bit for that And part.
0: plus, you need somebody to, like, you know, she'd be funny, the funny grandma.
1: Well, the, either one of them would be,
0: be yeah. perfect for that. She'd be, like, one of the uh, grandma's boy grandmas.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually, like, I'm trying to think who of those chicks are still alive. The only one that died was uh, Doris Roberts.
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: Because yeah, Shirley Jones is still alive, and uh, the other chick, who also named Shirley, I forgot her last name, she's still alive. So it could be any one of those chicks, or like I said, or it could be Betty White. Betty White would probably be the best choice, because she, you know she can knock out a one-liner like it ain't nothing.
1: Oh, yeah. What's that new show she's been doing?
0: I, I, don't, know. I don't know.
1: Somebody showed me, um, there was like a series of Betty Betty uh, White um, one-liners. It was freaking hilarious. Some of them were some improv. Mm-hmm.
0: She's she definitely still has some killer timing. And then we got to have our bad guy, Shooter McGavin. So who, who would be a really good, modern, bad guy?
1: Well, you want to have somebody who's physically built like a golfer.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> But fun- like an
1: old golfer. Because a lot of the golfers now are... Really
0: and funny crazy. and really good at playing a prick. Ron White. And really good at playing a prick. Ron White. Ron White? I think Ron White would be funny in that. Shoot him again. I think he'd be a little too old. Eh,
1: he's on the edge.
0: Yeah, I think he'd be a little too old.
1: I think I think he'd be pretty funny as that. Even as an old guy. Because it's even funnier that he still no, hasn't got his golden no, jacket.
0: No, no he's got to be like... Like for our modern audiences, it'd be hot it'd be cool if he was like a <coughs> like this wanna be hot guy who's a golfer. He thinks he's you know he thinks these guys give to women and shit like that. So we need somebody with a real good jerk mechanism. Bradley Cooper.
1: But I don't know if you can get Bradley Cooper to play uh, to play a villain again because he's been he's been making bank being mm-hmm. the hero yeah, now. Oh, yes, he he hasn't has. done he hasn't done villain work since uh, what was that uh, the
0: wedding uh, Wedding, wedding Crashers. Crashers yeah he was a good villain in Wedding he was Crashers great in that yeah
1: I wanted to punch when he
0: was doing the little exactly <laughs> the <honor> thing <laughs> yeah exactly so we need a really good bad guy uh, somebody who's proficient in playing like About you know his
1: age isn't bad though
0: yeah somebody yeah somebody like that who's really good with go, or let's go in another direction. Somebody who I know loves golf. Might be a little old, but he would he would be a great ass, asshole. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson would be good. And shoot him again. <laughs> you could basically, you know what No, happened? no, no. Have Sam be Chubbs.
1: Oh yeah, Sam should be Chubbs. Sam Sam, 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 Sam be, Chubbs. be
0: Chubbs Sam Samby Chubbs, okay, I'll take that back. Sam will be Chubbs because he loves golf. He actually has it in I think he has it in his writer his contracts. Golf golf time. <laughs> golf, time. He has to have golf time. Well you know what? So
1: since mm-hmm. this is just some he's getting close on the age thing as well. Mm-hmm. But he basically just be reprising an earlier role, Bill Murray. Because you have him
0: he basically is Kingpin. He's <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no
1: Oh, Bob Barker! Dude, yeah, 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 that'd be even funny. He
0: knocks yeah, him out. The pro am, <laughs> the pro, and, do- yeah. and pro am. He's doing it with Bill. Murray. No, you're right. You're with, right. With Bill you're Murray. Right. Well, you're right.
1: You're right. Yeah, exactly. Bill would be too old. We need someone who's like no, no, no. no. Bob no. no,
0: Barker was ancient when he did this. No, that no, shit.
1: no. I mean, for for um, for uh, shooter, shooter needs to yeah, be about yeah, 40. yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, he'd yeah. be perfect for that. Yeah, he'd be perfect for the pro am, and that'd be a
1: great cameo
0: for him. Yeah, Fuck a Bill Murray because uh, he loves golf. and he's
1: and look, he's been doing more and more cameos with stuff.
0: Yeah, so In fact,
1: remember Parks and Rec when he plays himself as a, the mayor, but he's dead. Mayor
0: Gunderson, <laughs> yeah, and they've been trying to get him since day one to be Mayor Gunderson.
1: And it was great when they got him. He literally was like,
0: "Okay, I'll do it, but I'm well, we'll be dead, we'll be dead." Yeah, that, that <laughs> was great. Okay, so we got Bill Murray as a as the as the celebrity guest, but who? That's the one thing we're trying to circle here. Shooter, you know he's a little bit, he's a
1: little bit too southern most time when
0: it comes around. Jason Sudeikis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say Woody Harrelson, but I think you're Jason Sedakis. Right. Sude-
0: Jason. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, it'd be Jason. <laughs> and shoot him <them> again, <laughs> Jason was, Sudeikis. That would be <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's a good little cast. Who would play the chick too? Yeah, because like the, the chick was the the original chick was Julie Bowen, who's on Modern Family. Yeah. So we need a hot, we need a really hot chick who's also kind of funny. Uh, I don't want to do Anna am so um Liza Schlesinger Yeah. Okay, I can She's see funny. that I can see that. I can see that. Liza Schlesinger I'm trying to think of some other choices. Uh fucking yeah. who will really mesh with Adam De- Adam DeV- She would be a little bit tall from though he's not a very tall guy, is he? No. But, uh, I was gonna say Aubrey Plaza, but she's like she she. Well, they just did that other. No, 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 but she she's proficient Yeah, they did the uh, uh, Mike and something the wedding. Yeah, did. the one yeah, guest one. But but she's more proficient than playing the awkward chick and awkward like. Yeah, like she's, she's got that. So we so, so we need so we need somebody who's like who's like a good like public relations chick who'd be really funny, uh, mm. really hot and really funny. Um, mm. I
1: don't know, man. I might be doing a casting session.
0: Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, who would be funny, like, Jennifer Lawrence has a good personality, and she's pretty. Uh, but I don't know if she would do a movie like this, because she's more of a drama than she would We need someone with a little more of a comedic background. Mm-hmm.
1: Because there's a lot of opportunity for some good comedy in Scarlo,
0: there. Scarlo. Scarlett Johansson. Joe.
1: I don't think you'd get her for this, either. I don't
0: think you'd get She's too her. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. Way too expensive, especially after Black Widow. Yeah. you kidding me? I mean, that's why That's why I didn't say
0: what... I'm, I'm going down the MCU chart. Well,
1: because what I was going to say when we were talking earlier about, mm-hmm. uh, about what we're going to have for the Happy Gilmore character,
0: mm-hmm. Mr. Deadpool himself. But that, that doesn't work because he's too expensive. Mm. Yes, he is. are never
1: going to get Ryan Reynolds.
0: Yeah, so, but you can't get Adam Devine, Devine or Devane or whatever his name is. Um, Devon? Adam Devon? <laughs> stuff. <laughs> What's her name? Elizabeth Olsen?
1: Yeah, you know what? And she does have good comedic timing. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad.
0: Okay, so we, got a, okay so we got a cast for this. Okay, so we got Adam Devane, Devine, Divine Devine, <laughs> <laughs> as, <laughs> Devin as Happy Gilmore. We got uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Virginia Vennett, I believe her name was, Virginia Vennett. That's another thing with Adam Sandler movies, all the girls have the VV names. Yeah. Veronica Vaughn, Vicky Valancourt, uh, Virginia Vennett. So, and then we got Jason Sudeikis as Shooter, Shooter McGavin, Gavin. Sam Jackson as Chubbs. <laughs> And a cameo by Bill Murray During the Pro-Am Yep <laughs> Knocking him out <laughs> And that'll would be cool uh, Cause you remember They had the dude As like the, the uh, Head of the Pro-Am Or whatever the fuck uh, Who was like That kind of guy
1: Yeah yeah the, he, was, he was the head of the um, Of the PGA
0: Yeah Chevy That'd be great Chevy Chase And then like Yeah he's the one That has to keep uh, the Adam Devane character in check Cause he's like Going nuts and shit Yeah Fuck around
1: the Wait so who's gonna get Who's gonna get the Ben Stiller part
0: Oh. that's a
1: good part. I mean, you could probably bring Ben Stiller back. <laughs> who would be the who's the That'd other be killer? No, 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 no. no.
0: Who's the other guy from Workaholics? The, the kid with the long hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Or the, the frizzy hair. Yeah, that kid. Or what's the other dude that was popular before he got popped for uh, uh, the sexual harassment thing? Uh, <laughs> that's a long. The, list. the, the dude from De- <laughs> the dude from Deadpool. Dude from Deadpool. His friend. Fuck. Oh, 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 the bartender. Yeah.
1: Shit, yeah, what is his name?
0: Yeah, fuck that guy. He'd be, he'd
1: be interesting.
0: Yeah, because like, he'd be great, great with the one liners and shit. That'd be great to see him with fucking Betty White.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back to him again. Andy Sandberg would be funny in that
0: role, too. Yes, he would. Especially he played, if you played that mustache, that porn star mustache. Oh, my God, because <laughs> he looked like he didn't high ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's what's up. All All right. Right. <laughs> All right, so, damn, and Sam get. Jackson is Chubbs. And Sam Jackson is Chubbs. Mm. That's a good cast. That's that's, that's, main, mainly, a good the main, that's mainly what we're doing in that cast. And the, the story itself could pretty much, it, like I said, it's already an established story. We probably might change a few elements just for, like, modern times, but the story in itself is solid. Yeah. This go- this, this weirdo comes out of nowhere. He could be, like, a YouTube sensation just for the kids and shit. Like, this guy who's, like, killing it at golf. Because everybody loves the bad boy in sports. Yep. So this motherfucker comes out of nowhere. He's, like, this... <laughs> Sucky hockey player and all this other shit, and uh, and YouTube guy who becomes this hit on the PGA tour and becomes this like unexpected celebrity and shit. that that story by itself, you know, it pretty much writes itself, so fucking like, yeah, and then of course, he goes for the Masters, the big, the big, uh.
1: Yeah, for the, big, the uh, for the the gold jacket, for the
0: gold jacket or the green jacket. Who, is it, is it? Whatever he, it was, was, was that it gold it, or a
1: green? I don't even remember. Oh, is
0: it gold jacket, green jacket? Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> that shit.
1: One thing you need, all you need to be a golfer is a uh,
0: funny pants yeah, and, and a huge ass. ass. Talk about my neighbor
1: at the bank. He's got a huge, huge ass. ass. He'd
0: be a great golfer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hustling driving ranges. Oh my god, bro! See, that's well, a movie right there, man. So, any chance of a sequel? for for the how original you, Happy
1: Gilmore? Yeah, how would you sequel that?
0: Hmm. That's that's interesting. Okay, now, okay, so let's go back to the original cast. Now, the end of the movie had, you know, uh, Happy winning the PGA Tour, getting the gold, there's the gold jacket in the movie. The gold jacket, Shooter McGavin, getting the shit beat out of him by the spectators. And he gets Grandma's house back. And he gets Grandma's house back. Now, it ended happily ever after, and it was a definitive Happy Ever After. Now... It's cut to thirty years, almost thirty years later. I can't mm. believe it's that damn long, but like th- 20, twenty plus <laughs> years later, uh, fucking, let's say, happy is now like a washed-up celebrity.
1: So you you head in the direction of like uh, Eastbound and Down,
0: or Smoking Bandit too. Okay, that's the first one that popped up my head. Like he did the great thing. Uh, he's known for he's only known for that, but now you know Shit's kind of going downhill. Him and the old girl uh, broke did up. He,
1: did he keep playing did he keep playing golf or after that he was done? He after, that, done.
0: after that he said, fuck it. He just like I'm done. And him and the old girl yeah. broke up. Grandma died. Is he still is he still trying out for hockey in <laughs> minor leagues every year? <laughs> he still can't skate. <laughs> Let's say he uh finally said fuck that and now he owns his own hockey fade, but they suck. And then, and then they like comically suck like 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 why why why? So he, so like, he used he his
1: subway money and his yeah. PJ winnings to to buy a piece in like a minor league team. Yeah, and then he like he's like like uh, the Ice Hogs,
0: or <laughs> or it could be like uh like fucking like Average Joes, where it's like a bunch of misfits and shit, like fucking yeah, okay. like, just suck ass fucking misfits and shit. So he's doing that shit now. Now let's say uh, Shooter McGavin has turned to commentary. He's like a big golf commentator. He's still he's making you know, money. Still, he's, still driving a Bentley or something. Doing yeah, well. Yeah, but he's haunted. Years he, he, never, he never, got never got the jacket. He never beat Happy Gilmore for the jacket. So, got that going. So that's a good little plot right there. Now, he's, let's say he pulls an Apollo Creed on a uh, fucking uh, on a uh, Happy Gilmore. Go that's to funny. a grudge match. Yeah, like freaking like like people have been hunting me down on this for like the last thirty years. I have to get I have to get back to the t- to tournament. I have to get that t- plus it's great PR. Me getting out coming out of retirement, going back, going for the gold jacket one more time and winning. And not only winning, but beating him to do it. So like he's But wait, but since it's thirty years later, now yeah. they're playing in the senior PGA.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> right? So you got that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, okay. So I like where you're going with this. So you're talking before he's got this hockey team, but they suck. They're comically bad, right? Yes. So let's say Shooter McGavin shows up
0: mm-hmm.
1: to talk some shit to try to get him to go out against him in the Senior PGA mm-hmm. to go on tour to try to go for the for the uh, gold jacket or I don't know if it's still gold if you're in the Senior PGA, but whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey man, I got all my own shit going on. I finally just signed this new kid over here to work for me. You know, to be on our team. We might actually have a shot at winning this year. Mm-hmm. And as Shooter McGavins pulling out, mm-hmm. his car gets T-boned by that kid. Uh, and so he threatens, hey, I'm gonna sue you and I'm gonna sue him and I'm gonna make sure he's in court for the next blah 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 blah. And mm-hmm. Adamson's like, if you do that you're gonna fuck up my season and he goes, Well
0: There's the only one play way me. Yeah, there's only one way you can do it. Play me and I'll make all this go away. Yep. I like that. So I like what's, it, what's, it, really, yeah. what's really
1: what's mm-hmm. really riding on it is whether mm-hmm. or not his team gets going and so he cares enough about hockey, like fuck it, I'm gonna drag these clubs out and I'm gonna play one more time
0: that's a good movie right there bro
1: and then we're gonna bring back his old (laughs) boss what was his name Mr. Uh (laughs) Mr. Larson Mr. Larson (laughs)
0: the actor has since passed away though oh shit Richard Keels died that's right. Yeah, I Mr. forgot. Sakila Mr. passed away.
1: It'd be nice to bring him back for a cameo. Though. It
0: would. It would have been nice. Yeah, but he like he get, towards the end of his life, he is to the point where he was like hardly mobile. So it would. Yeah, he wouldn't be sad. He's hardly mobile in the movie because he's like so big. Like he, I think at certain parts he was like in crutches and shit. But you just didn't see it. Like you well, see, you see him always like leaning on somebody. People. Yeah. Well, and then when he runs <laughs> after him, he's. I believe that's Mister Gilmore's barely running. It's in slow motion. Like I believe it's Mister Gilmore's. <laughs> yeah. That shit. <laughs> Like, let's say we replace Mr. Larson with somebody who's also frequency strong, but still active. Uh, Hulk Hogan? No, I was saying, <laughs> I, but you're in the right direction. I was, I was saying let's go with a WWE guy, Mark Henry. Okay. The world's strongest man. Who still is legit the world's strongest man? <laughs> Even in the years now since he, he's retired from wrestling. So, so let's he, say he's like a <laughs> like
1: a strength and conditioning coach for the uh, for the hockey team.
0: Yeah, and he used to work for Mister Larson, and you know right. he he knows like about it. happy. And then he uh, has an encounter with shooter, like say like some random ass encounter. He, the shooter being shooter treats him like shit, and he does some shit that's like a display of strength like oh my god not again
1: <laughs> and I'll see you in the parking lot <laughs> yeah, I'll see
0: you in the parking lot it's gonna happen again and then cabby and then fucking Mark Henry starts showing up to the fucking golf games and shit sees Shooter Shooter sees him like it's on okay, oh, I'm you up <laughs> and that's that right there okay. and then we will build from there and we'll probably have some gags and shit in there but like that right there that's a the narrative that's the movie right yeah. there and then why And does of this course happen- He
1: starts cheating again yeah, He brings then, that guy And try to instead of him With the mm-hmm, car He does yeah. something else
0: But then like What happens is uh, Let's say an old girl Julie Bowen Because she's still hot uh, For You know She's mom hot But she's still hot mm-hmm. And Julie Bowen Like they broke up Because you know He lost ambition He became this You know Kind of He was an asshole to, He was an asshole to her And, and pretty much Grew her away But and, uh, it's like
1: that whole opening scene with the call
0: box. Exactly. Fine, beat it, leave. Yeah. Who yeah. needs you? I'm yeah. sorry,
1: but I just say that when when yeah. I get scared, because I'm so scared of being a nobody. But he gets on this ride. <laughs> but he gets on this
0: wave of momentum, and she wants him to get back up there again. Like that's the whole reason she. Was she good. left is
1: because he was a burnout. Yeah. And she she's always attracted to him when he's actually got purpose.
0: Yeah, exactly, like most women. When he's being his best. Yeah. he's being his best. And that's like she's all she she doesn't want to be like a bitch to him and just leave him for that. But he's like, you're not applying yourself. I know you can be much better than this. Yeah. That's why I left. So now I'm seeing that you wanna be this man again, like freaking like I'll come back, you know what I'm saying? That kind of shit. Like fucking support you and bring and plus like she's still a PR person. So may, she might be working for like the PGA full-time as like the head of PR or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. What, she could that was, be a
1: vice president. How, she could be the new head of the PGA.
0: Exactly. And then she by could, that point. And then she has, because she's a big thinker. She was always a big thinker in the first movie. Mm-hmm. She could be like, we got the grudge match Ten grudge matches. Shooter McGavin versus Happy Gilmore maybe, 30 years you know, later. Maybe
1: what it is is she, he, he sees her again. He's trying to get back with her, but she's she's not having it cause she's like, look, I can't go down that again. I mm-hmm. wasted you know some of my best years on you mm-hmm. broke my heart blah, blah blah I can't do it mm-hmm. and he's still trying to get back with her and then that's where he gets the love interest payoff at
0: the end and, and then, he's finally but then a he's defensive. doing but he's doing like little lovey dovey shit here yeah and there of course to, you know to kind of like woo her back or whatever it's, some of it's not going to but he, like she appreciates the effort like you right. know, like she sees eventually he wears she, her down yeah she sees that spark you know that you know led her to him in the first place you know what I'm saying that kind okay. of thing. and then of course there's the big payoff of course at the end where you know they go at one on one and of course. Happy gets him again. Yeah, and it was like, and then we got despite shooter cheating, mm-hmm. it don't work out. And we gotta we gotta make it different for him getting beat up. Let's say he pisses off. He pisses off Happy Gil. He pisses off Mark and That'd be an obvious one. But let's say let's let's go in a different direction in terms of what he what he gets. Uh, uh, what he does to cheat? No, what he does to cheat, and also what he what his come is, because like he uh, got beat up. He just got beat up in the last one. Let's say he angers like. Oh, I got one. What if he angers like you know? You know they have that like female uh, golf thing, the lesbians thing in golf. Yeah. What if he angers some bush ass lesbians? That's and, interesting. And they whoop his ass.
1: Well, and then actually we can swing it back around, right? So his cum instead of getting his ass whooped, mm-hmm. he gets caught yeah. on an open mic, uh, and then your cancel culture we we're talking about before swings back around, and he's <laughs> done.
0: Yeah, because he gets
1: caught on open mic saying some bad shit mm-hmm. about uh, lesbian golfer or something like that, yeah. and then maybe also kind of even alluding to being a cheater and like yes. whatever it was he does in this one to cheat. Yeah, yeah. he kind of come he he kind of says that, and then on top of it says you know something homophobic.
0: And Shooter McGavin not only has lost the tournament, but he's been released from whatever from the PGA. He's, <laughs> he's got
1: to go off into the into the sunset alone
0: and broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you pitch a movie. That's how you pitch a movie <laughs> right there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a good, one, dude. This is good. No, this is, good. Like this. This this is, is fucking fun. dope. All right, so those were really the main ones. That I, you ordered a bunch of other ones, but I was like, hey, whatever. Yeah,
1: well, so I look, I yeah,
0: threw I, out a bunch of different. Yes, you did. Ideas
1: <laughs> because I wanted to give you stuff to choose from. I don't want to just be like, hey, we're gonna do these two. Okay, but I'm, I'm I don't a- know which one's gonna gonna hit for you. I, I'm yeah. just trying to churn some. Stuff. I mean, like one of the ones that talking golf, right? Threw yeah. Caddyshack in there, but fuck, man. Uh,
0: Okay, but yeah, like uh you
1: can't do Caddyshack without uh, Rodney.
0: Yeah, I know, but we're kind of uh, running towards the end here, so I just want to throw out the other ones that you did throw out. <laughs> okay. So just real quick, uh cousin Eddie from National Lampoon, either an origin story or where he is now. They did something similar to that. Did already. they? I missed that. They did a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation too, with cousin, just cousin Eddie and his family.
1: Dude, I didn't see that. I gotta they, watch that.
0: Nobody did. But yeah, it's it's was uh. It, how was it? I I've only seen the cover of it, in certain stills, stills or whatever. But I, I'm gonna
1: find it. I will, other I I, other than, that.
0: Other than other than other I heard nothing of it. I watch it. He's
1: yeah. one of my favorite characters in mm. the in the Western canon.
0: But yeah, it's uh <laughs> national. It's literally called National, Lampoon, national Lampoon's Christmas Vacation to cousin Eddie, some shit like that. All right, so the other one you pushed pitched to me was a uh, Predator Origin: Why He Chose Earth. Uh,
1: they. I know they played around it a little bit on the yeah, edges, but they did.
0: They've done a, like a little bit. Like they did a lot of it in like. Uh, but you'd have to
1: do basically. You'd have to do a POV, and that gets yeah. really weird because he doesn't really. I mean.
0: Yeah. Have language. Yeah, but like I said, he did it a lot of. That, but they did. <laughs> they did a lot of that stuff in the Alien versus Predator thing, in terms of like why do you do this kind of. So I, I don't, Which
1: I never appreciated that.
0: Yeah, so they did. A, they did a little bit of that in that movie. That's why I didn't go with that one. And the other one is the Goonies sequel reboot, but they're already doing that right now. I, would, I
1: didn't hear about that.
0: They that. Do, they're doing the are sequel. They, well, as a they, sequel or as a reboot? They said sequel. That's Because they brought back a lot of the original cast. Sean Astin, okay. uh, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, people like that. So they've done that. They're, or they're in the process of doing that. So I didn't want to go that route. I wish I uh, uh, had
1: brought back
0: Robert Davi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Davi. <laughs> and, uh, what's the other Is it s- Davi or Davi? I never
1: know how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's
0: Davi. It. Uh, okay. Because yeah, I, I watched some of the behind the scenes thing. I was trying to say Davi. And uh, I should know. I met the guy once, <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> I haven't met him. <laughs> he, look, I will say because
1: I've been fortunate and the few people I've been able to meet, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. You told and me he's, that he's super fucking talented, too. he's yeah, actually a
0: singer. Yeah, I know. He does like standards and stuff. Right? Yeah, in
1: fact, he, he works out of New York primarily.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what we should do? We should go to like some of these because some of these other celebrities out here do like uh open mics and like or like shows like that, like uh. Uh, Peter Weller does one out here. I know Jeff Goldblum does one because like a lot of my Facebook friends have met fucking Joe, uh, Jeff Goldblum at these like, at these like concerts that he does in Hollywood. Have Have you been to the Comedy Store? I haven't been in a long time. I've actually. Last, I've never
1: been. I want to go.
0: The last time I was there, a friend of mine I performed. He uh, he passed away this year actually, and uh, oh, I'm sorry he was to hear a, that. yeah he was a stand up comic in uh, Montgomery Alabama. Well, from Montgomery Alabama named uh, Jose Cooks. Great guy, Uh, he. We uh, hooked up. We we knew each other in junior high and high school. Thing about it is, we didn't become friends till after. And he was a Belzobers member. And uh, he, uh, yeah. uh, Whenever he would come out here to LA, he would work out at certain places. Like he worked out at the uh, Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. And the last time I saw him, he worked out in uh, I think the one of the rooms in the comedy store and I went to go see him and he was great and uh, like I said it's last time I was there mm-hmm. but I've been I've been to the comedy store I've been to the laugh factory places like that but uh the comedy store is cool uh a little cramped very cramped well see and that's, that's part of so here's the thing
1: because mm-hmm. I've been listening to you know me like I said I'm huge 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 on stand up comedy yeah from what I hear from different comics people that I listen to different podcasts things like that mm-hmm Comedy store is one of the best. A lot of these guys like Joe Rogan referred to as like like the gym, right? Like where they mm-hmm. have to go and work out and do a lot of that stuff. And it's because of two things. One, mm-hmm. I mean they, they have the I can't remember what they call them, the, the gig bags or whatever it is, you put your phone in, so you don't have to worry about people who, you know, downloading yeah. your shit and putting it out there in the public mm-hmm. before it's ready. And two, you get huge, huge names come in and because of the size of the room depending on which one you end up in, I think the belly room is the smaller one, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But one of the rooms is slightly bigger than the others, but they were saying, the ma- or no, it's the main room, where they, they a lot of those bigger names end up doing their workups. Mm-hmm. It's about the perfect size for a stand-up gig, because you're only looking at a couple hundred people.
0: Right.
1: Because anything bigger than that, like once you start doing arenas, like you get to like you know Kevin Hart's and stuff like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's hard to tell really how how well you do or don't have the audience, because especially by the time you're doing something that big, mm-hmm. You know, who was it? There was, there was. um, I think it might have been Steve Martin. I heard talking about it, and he was saying that, you know, when you get big enough, all you have to do is come out and say hi, and if you say it with a little bit of an inflection, people laugh. Yeah. So you don't even know if it's good, Mm -hmm. right? But when you get in those smaller rooms. If if your timing's just slightly off or you flub a line or something like that, it lays there like a dead fish Mm. and you just have to either acknowledge it or not. But either way, you got to keep pushing through and see where you got to get. So I I would love to be able to go because I'm such a fan, just experience that process with like these guys that are heavyweights Mm. in the business and just experience it.
0: Well, one um, of one of the, one of the uh, places that we like to frequent in terms of cigar bars is the V Cut off of Melrose, and they are right next, pretty the much improv. two stores down from the Improv. Yep. So they have a lot of people, a lot of people uh, doing working out there. A lot of big names there. I think last time I was there was like a couple of days ago, and I saw there was a headline as a Dion Cole. Okay. So yeah. So what I'm thinking, if you want to go that route. Because, like I said, I don't, I, the comedy store is too cramped for me. So what we could do is we could hang out like at the V-Cut one night and then just walk over to the improv. Okay. I mean, look, my my thing is, I,
1: one way, and even if you don't want to do it, I got to do it because being a fan of stand-up comedy that I am, the amount of history mm-hmm. between the Laugh Factory, which I still need to go to as well, Yeah. and uh, I don't know if he's listening or not, but my, my buddy Flobo, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I am you you at the Laugh Factory. I mm-hmm. will be there the next time. I just I was stuck out of town. Okay. But, uh, I've got to go to both those places because they are, I mean, it, it's like it's like going to Gracetown. Yeah or Graceland. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. I've been to both of them. Um, the Laugh Factory is bigger and a lot more spacious. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> but uh, uh, I've been there on uh, what they call Chocolate Sundays, where they have they showcase. That's where black, my buddy yeah. Flobo
1: was. Yeah. Was, was, Yo, was that? Where they
0: showcase black comedians, and last time I went, they always have like a special guest. Last time I went, the special guest was uh Tony Rock. And uh, then I stayed for another show, and then the special guest was Dan Cook. Hmm. Uh, So, and apparently, like Dan Cook is like some, someone like a semi
1: permanent regular,
0: yeah, semi permanent registry there. Like he's always there. He's in residence. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, the other one
1: I always hear Joe Rogan talking about. I guess a bunch of guys do is the Ice House.
0: Yeah, that's in, like, Pasadena.
1: Yeah, I've never been out there. Have you been to that one?
0: I've, I've heard of it. I've never actually been there myself. A lot of friends I, that I know do stand-up have done performed at Dice House.
1: We've, we've got to hit some of these ones around and then maybe do a, a podcast It's just about stand-up. I'm down with that. Because I'm on board with that. I mean, I wish... It's one of those things I wish uh, I'd, I'd spent a little more time in my youth, but I was broke as shit, so I couldn't. Blackwise. The, the only, only mm-hmm. way I could have gotten to any of those places would have been if I could have talked to him and let me be a doorman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, like uh, like a lot of those places, particularly the comedy stores, like uh, like I said, you know, I love uh, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. They did a whole episode where him and, well, I won't say a whole episode, but there's a portion of the episode where him and Gary Shandling went back to the comic store and discussed their time there. Uh, And this is, like, right before Gary passed. Mm. And, uh, like... Who was... Frickin unstoppable Yeah and then you go In the room And you see all the pictures And you see like Pictures of young Seinfeld And then, apparently there's Multiple pictures of Gary Shanley I believe <laughs> Yeah and his name Is in one of the Neon things or whatever So yeah uh, Apparently Gary was big, Very big at the comedy store And then well, like, and
1: The stories those guys Have at the
0: comedian bar they,
1: Outside Yeah
0: and then like said, They were telling stories About like stuff Where like uh, I think Gary tells One story where he's Like working in the In the main room He's like he's, on, he's doing Stand up or whatever And he's like going in On some dude That's standing in front of him He's Like it, and he, he looks at the guys like, look, I apologize, okay? Like, usually whoever's in front of the mic stand, you know, I usually go at. You know what I'm saying? So what I want you to do is I want you, uh, you can go ahead and move over here, and then, like, we'll go ahead and continue with the show. So the guy moves. Gary takes the mic stand, moves him right in front of the guy, <laughs> and goes at him again. <laughs> and then another great story he tells is, like, he's, like, uh, doing a set and, like, some new waitress girl. Apparently because, like, there's, like, a section right in front of the, the stage where, like, people are sitting in front of him. And like freaking like uh, They had the drinks And shit like that So some new waitress Couldn't reach A particular customer So she gets on stage And gives the person their drinks So why does this happen Gary stops What he's doing Just staring at her And shit And everybody just Dying laughing like, what the, Cause I'm sitting there like he's just making A face. Oh, out What like, the fuck like, Are you doing <laughs> Like I'm literally Doing my act right now <laughs> And then another thing Where uh, uh, Letterman Was talking about Doing the letter, hey, I, Actually a lot of guys Letterman, Leno All have like comedy store stories. Yeah. And like apparently like back in the 70s, the one of the main guys in terms of like the stand-ups that everybody liked or the stand-ups that everybody like gravitated to was, was Jay Leno. Well I'm even not, even I'm, even I've Letterman heard, was yeah, I've even,
1: heard him his name and the stuff that he used to do stand up. Well still does stand up. Mm-hmm. There, there was a there was a guy that I know from my cigar club in LA mm-hmm. uh, who he's a he's a, became a writer. He was a stand up for a little bit but he was telling me that uh, I guess Jay Leno saw him And something liked him So he had him Opening for him I can't remember If it was a comedy store Or laugh or It was one of these ones In town mm-hmm. And he said Jay Leno Doesn't do the same Material twice Yeah Every day He sits down mm-hmm. He writes new stuff mm-hmm. A lot of topical stuff Which was great For the Tonight Show mm-hmm. And then he goes out And does a brand new set Throws it away Starts over again Yeah The next day And I mean Of all the guys out there Because I know there's You know The late night wars People talk about him and blah, blah, blah 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 All that shit Back and forth Yeah there's very few people I've heard of in stand up that have the same work ethic. As Jay Leno? That guy, <laughs> he just, he is committed to the craft and starting from scratch over and over again. Because most comedians, you know, you, you find something that works and maybe there's some here and they, they, and that's why I was saying I wanna go and watch some of these guys essentially work out and figure out where the funny is in the material and put all this stuff together well, they spend you know a year two three years he, they do a special they go out they they shoot it it's over now it's start over
0: you know what would be a dope thing that would happen because mm-hmm. um, I've, I've heard that he wanted to do this like Eddie is talking about working like LA clubs at the beginning of the coming year dude but he's not going to announce when he's going to do it because obviously that would be like too much it'd be person. swamped yeah exactly so It'd be dope. Like we we plan on doing it anyway. It would be so dope if we happen to be there one of the nights that Andy is working out. Any idea which? Uh, I know. I know. Well, he when uh, when he did his comedians and coffees did uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. They went to the improv.
1: So the, the one over by the V. Cup. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: What exactly? That's why. That's
0: exactly why I brought it up because like you know there's a possibility that
1: we could get to see Eddie Murphy we working out
0: exactly
1: I'm on board with
0: that exactly man but yeah like all those different uh, places like that like I said Led- uh, Letterman was talking about like he would purposely like him and other comedians would purposefully uh, try to get on after Richard Pryor because the fact they, they, they know like hey my, my material works if I can follow Richard because, like he said, the comedy store uh, and those places like that all but burned down after Richard. Well, like, but does it yeah.
1: really work then if you have to have Richard open?
0: No. <laughs> no, but it's, it's pretty much like because you, like, you got to corral people to kind of keep them to stay or whatever. And if your stuff can at least uh, keep them in the room after Richard does his thing, you know. Well, what looking, yeah. you
1: and I have talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, I don't know if he still has it, but for the longest time, he had the world record and I think he he might still have it for the longest yeah. stand up set which was over six hours yeah and I believe it was the comedy store it was either the comedy store or the laugh actor. I can't remember
0: which one was, um, I think it was the comedy store but
1: he, he just showed up one night mm-hmm. got on stage he started at 10 o'clock at night yeah last call as we know in LA is 2 yeah nobody left he didn't finish <laughs> till 4 and one of the other things was not worthy of other was it was right after the uh, the famous uh, Michael Richards incident.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, the uh, the owners of the club mm-hmm. had uh, had instituted a new uh, a new policy where it was a fine. It was like twenty dollars for every time you dropped the N word. Yeah. And he went off on the owners <laughs> for about forty minutes mm-hmm. just on that policy, and mm-hmm. he racked up some ridiculous amount of fines in the thousands, wow. <laughs> just trashing them.
0: <laughs> For <laughs> and making that fun, it just funny. It'd be funny to one person who just count all the N words and shit. Like, oh my god, oh my yeah, god, whose god. job was that? Yeah, whose job was that? Just to count all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so they
1: you start doing with your fingers, and eventually, like, shit, man, I gotta start doing uh, two marks. God, <laughs> god, damn, Dave. <laughs> damn, damn.
0: Yeah. But uh, like uh, I remember somebody. <laughs> it's uh, a Jay Z album, <laughs> I believe. It was like uh, either Chappelle or uh, Chris Rock who talking about the Michael Richards thing. He's like, as a black man completely outraged was ridiculous as a comedian <laughs> bad night at <in> the office <laughs> so yeah well, that's,
1: that's the one thing that's always scared me to death about the concept of ever doing stand-up comedy yeah is is it, and not that I would break down into a racist tirade <laughs> watch but, your finger but rather that um, mm-hmm. I'm lighting my pipe so he's he's helping me out as I'm distracted talking about this
0: yeah I want him to burn his finger <laughs> while he's talking to you
1: <laughs> no but it, it's it's handling hecklers. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things. I think I think that's the thing that scares most people when it comes to public speaking.
0: That's the one thing that deterred me from stand-up, because uh, I actually had to deal with that on the one and only time I did stand-up, and I was not when prepared. When did you do stand-up? I did it, like, years ago, like, around the time I first started doing um, uh, improv and and shit. Well, like, when I first decided, you know, I'm going to be an actor for real, so, so the first route I tried in terms of wanting to get my feet wet was stand-up. And I did it at some little—I'm not gonna name the club—some little club in uh, Anaheim. Because I'm afraid somebody will have the fucking footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if there is footage, but like uh, I just did it like at an open mic in some little club in Anaheim, and I was awful, and I was—I just gone through a breakup, and I was just trying to get out some angst, and I didn't really have any jokes per se. But that was the main gist of it. My material was just. Like dealing with chicks and stuff like that, and then it was like a college crowd, and there's like all these people just staring the hole at you, and it's just, <laughs> like I don't know what it was, but I was so goddamn hot on that stage, like like it's just like all these and all these faces on you. I was I wasn't ready. Was it like the Joker? It, it, I'm pretty sure. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like it, it kind of. I, I, I can only imagine it felt like just all these people staring daggers at you, waiting for you to make them laugh and I had nothing to make them laugh and it just like they just started like kind of riding me and I didn't I, of course I was still in bouncer mentality at the time because I knew <laughs> if I stayed on that stage any longer than I did I would have got into a fight so oh, so I was so I was supposed to be on there for like five minutes I got I got maybe two out and I was so disgusted and mortified by the experience <laughs> I never tried to stand up again and I've never done it since that was like 2010 and I'm so, yeah, i to sense. i
1: i haven't done anything acting related mm-hmm. in probably 15 maybe almost 20 years at this point now that i think about it mm-hmm. But the, the only time I was ever, ever stage fright stricken, even remotely, mm-hmm. was when I was doing something solo, like a monologue or something. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, when mm-hmm. you're doing, like, improv or you, you're doing a, a, a play or a scene or something where there's other people there, mm-hmm. for me, it's almost like I can, uh, I can trick my, myself into thinking, there's no way everyone up there or out there is looking at me at one mo- po- moment in time, even mm-hmm. if I'm, like, in the middle of... The monologue portion of the play. No, somebody's going to be looking at this. Somebody's going to be looking at something else. And so, yeah. whatever reason, it lets it nah. lets it roll off my back. Yeah. But when you're doing stand-up, it's you and yeah, a it, mic.
0: It's <laughs> just you, and it is terrifying. And Actually, it's judgmental as hell. And funny enough, my first play in L. A. Out here was uh, me doing a monologue. It was part. Of, it was a play called The Weed Show. Uh, it was a collection of different stories, but all all weed based. And uh, my character... Weed or weed? Weed. Okay. Weed. Like all marijuana. 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 And it was at the McKenzie Theater in Burbank. And part of it is basically all monologues. All of us have like a different character where like all of us, all, or different or different aspects of life affected by weed. My character was from like an abusive home. And he had like a little sister who he would protect and shit. And then as they got older, they started smoking weed together. And they kind of came up with their own little fantasy land because of the weed. And uh, pretty much, like, uh, they made up their own little world where their parents loved them. They were going, like, to Disneyland and places like that all the time. And they kind of made up their own little world smoking weed and shit. So that was my character. And then they had other characters in there, like workaholics. And there was one dude that was, and like... Were
1: you on stage by yourself doing the monologue? Or was yeah, there?
0: just me. How was that? Um, not as nerve wrecking as I thought it'd be.
1: Is it because you already knew where you were going? Kind
0: of, sort of, yeah. you
1: could rely on the other writer. If it was bad, you could be like,
0: I didn't write this shit. No, <laughs> no I had a set monologue. I knew exactly where I was going. Okay. I, did, I did my thing, and it wasn't fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. And a lot of people from that show are still my friends at this point, and actually uh, a few of them are actually on Belsaverse. Oh. So, uh, yeah, if you see one, there's one guy, uh, Brian Shakti. You'll see, like, a bunch of uh, comments or posts from him. He's one of them. Uh, shout out to Brian. Right, shout out to Brian, man. Yeah. And uh freaking uh like yeah, I so I had like that 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 little experience of stand up, but it, I, it, like it helped me out cuz it like it let me know that that's not my forte, so you you go to back to the drawing board. You try to think what would you like to do? And then I was looking at like uh books on, like, uh, people from SNL, and one thing that kept popping up was, like, Second City, Second City, or, like, improv places. Yep. Second City, Groundlings, you know. Yep. UCB. And I was thinking to myself, you know, let's try improv. I, I, I was, like, and then I was, and then I was watching, like, uh, I had, like, a bender of, like, watching Who's Line. Yep. So I was like, okay, shit, I can, I can do this. I love this That's, kind like, of stuff.
1: a master's course in
0: improv. <laughs> yes, it is. And then...
1: You know, I actually have a, I have a friend who's working behind the scenes. I can't remember. I think she was... Uh... She's a production manager A production coordinator Or something But she's mm-hmm. telling me Because I didn't know How they did it mm-hmm. They'll rent a soundstage Because they just shot Well this has been About two years ago So I don't know if, mm-hmm. How many they've done Since then But what they'll do is They'll set up their Whatever soundstage Set up with the audience And they'll shoot The whole season In like four days yeah, I know. Because they'll just run for hours and hours and they'll just refresh the audience make yeah. sure they got fresh eyes in there mm-hmm. and they just go.
0: But you you can notice that because you see them like on certain episodes they're just like uh, they're wearing the same clothes over, yep. and over, and over and over again. Like, why is he wearing the same jacket? Like, you, you see it. Well, uh, you watch the, watch the old
1: ones with Wayne Brady and it's like, he's been wearing that blue polo for every episode. Or like the, oran- or the, or or the oran- orange Or one. the orange one, yeah. Like but it's always the- like it's primary colors and shit. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and uh, in recent years they've uh, adapted newer people so it's like Keegan Michael Key and uh, yeah. Naima Funk, and now one thing they've incorporated now is they have like get like I said they had guest stars from like a lot of the CW shows, kind of you know cross promoting CW. So they have people from like Vampire Diaries, and they've had a bunch of people from like The Flash and Arrow and uh, shows like that. And then even top of that, because like Ice Taylor was the host, so they have people from like uh what's that shit? The talk show she did, The Talk or The Real or what? Yeah, yeah. So like. Uh, uh, what's her name uh, Cheryl Underwood Did one They had like uh, A bunch of other people uh, Tamara Mowry mm. uh, well, She's done one uh, And then like People like that People that worked With Aisha Tyler before You know what I'm saying So yeah. uh, And then they mentioned Her being on Friends A bunch and then, <laughs> Cause she was like you know, One of the few One of the two black people In the universe of Friends <laughs> It's her and like It's her and Gabrielle Union I believe Yeah Yeah it's her well, and Gabrie- I think
1: that's still More black people Than we're on Seinfeld
0: <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, the only black person I remember on Seinfeld <laughs> was uh, Sonny Childs, the lawyer.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one I remember who was Johnny, rip, was out, Johnny rip out Johnny Cochran. Uh Phil Morris, that actor, I love that guy. He's awesome. One of the guys who's done CW shows because he was like a Martian Manhunter on uh, Smallville for a couple years.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah, that's another one of those guys, man. But freaking like, but so like I said, it led me to the improv thing. And then, uh, I was looking at I was still staying in San Diego at the time so I was looking at uh any places in San Diego there were like none really yeah, San, San
1: Diego's it's known for the, the Navy Seals and for yeah, uh, basically and yeah. for Comic-Con that's yeah, about they, it they
0: didn't develop really a bunch they have they have a couple groups now but they didn't really develop them until after I started already so I found one in Sherman Oaks called the LA Connection Comedy Theater uh founded by Kent Scove and they did it used to do a show on uh, Nick at Night called uh, Mad, uh, Mad Movies or uh, Movie Madness, I believe the name of it. But it's okay. basically like, you know, how they do the thing where they'll watch like old movies and like they'll voice over the yeah. people doing improv. They, did, they would do that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, they they founded the LA Connection and uh, that's how I started. And like I said... How most, did you end
1: up at TMI?
0: TMI is actually because of a friend of mine, a uh, female friend, uh, Sarah Berger. She was uh, actually... Uh, one of the people I was at the school with at uh, improv at the uh, L.A. Connection, and we became friends, and she and her roommate, Kelly uh, Kelly Shanley, who's also a stand-up comedian out here, would invite me to, like, parties and stuff like that. Okay. And a lot of the people there were actors, you know what I'm saying? Most of them, that's how I kind of made my connections through those parties. And um, she uh, ended up on the show TMI Hollywood. I've been looking for, like, a sketch show to be in because uh, my first show I was in out here— as a sketch show was a uh, one called the uh, Greatest Hits uh, Greatest Hits Variety Show. It was at the Second City in Hollywood, and uh, it was a fun show. I'm still I'm still friends with most of the people in the cast, uh, and I've i worked with them since. And um, after that, I really didn't have anything going for me, so I was looking at like different shows, like there's like ones are, like all black shows and all this stuff. So I Trying to, trying to see if I could find one, and kept and uh, Sarah and a uh, and a bunch of the other people I found met at the parties. We give me Facebook invites to TMI Hollywood. So I would get like 10 Facebook invites to TMI. I was like, you know what? Fuck, I'll go see TMI. So I went there and I loved the show. I fell in love with the show. I loved the writing and I was like, oh, this is really funny. And like I said, so many of my friends are in the show. I would come to like a bunch of shows and then I would hang out with them an after party and shit. And I would tell them, hey, I'm an actor. I'm, you know, I'm looking, you know what I'm saying? Duh. Uh, you know, do a show like this. I would love to do a show like this. Like, are y'all doing? Are y'all holding castings and shit? And like, yeah, we're holding castings. So I went to the first little round of casting, and I didn't make it the first time because they wanted to uh, go with more females. But they always kept me in mind because I kept coming around and shit. And uh, finally, after being a TMI groupie for a little while, <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, but no, no, what, no, what happened? Yeah, no, what happened was they uh, apparently some guy they had backed out. At last minute, and they were short guy. And it was like, hey, we like, you know, a bunch of the other people, like, well, been talking about you because I knew a lot of the cast members. Like, a bunch of the people told, hey, you should use this guy, you should use this guy. Like, hey, uh, we're short shorter guy. Uh, we want you to come through and uh, fill in for him. And uh, if it works out, because uh, you already auditioned for us, you just join the cast straight away. So I did that, nice. and I've been with the cast now for about two or three years.
1: That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much how I started.
1: Well, look, I mean, that, what I was going to say before about trying stand-up and all that, mm-hmm. kudos to you for trying something new. Yeah. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, at least yeah. now you know that's not what you need to do.
0: Exactly. So I found and enough. You
1: found you found improv, and you're you know making your way.
0: Improv and sketch, and I love that so much more because I get to play characters, which is what I always wanted to do anyway. So... Um, like I said it, 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 like I said like things happen for a reason man like it leaves you yep. Like one path might not work out so you go with another one and you make it work
1: I was watching uh, my dad sent me this video it's like a I think it's Paul I don't know is Steve Harvey uh, motivation or something like that mm-hmm. but Steve was talking about basically like the the most seminal moment in his career and uh, it's it's a great video in fact I'll see if I can find it, put it up on uh, on the um, Dropping, Dropping that, that culture code. Facebook page, mm-hmm. but he's talking about he's he's broke. He's living in his car. Mm-hmm. He's about ready to quit. He mm-hmm. calls to his house basically to try to you know maybe see if he's going to talk to his dad or whatever. But checks his voicemail because you know back then or mm-hmm. I should say answering machine mm-hmm. pops in his code and he's got a message from this guy telling him hey uh, we'd love to uh, sing your tape. Think you're funny. We'd love to have you uh, up here at uh, the Apollo. Mm. Um, you know, see you on Sunday if, if you're mm. available. Yeah. And he was like, "Man, shit, I don't know if I can make it." Um, because he had thirty dollars to his name and he's in Florida. Yeah. He's, you know, and this is you know way back when, but yeah, he still yeah, can't yeah. get a flight up there yeah. for that amount of money. And then he mm. got the thing stuff Man, did you mean this Sunday or next Sunday? So he dials back into his answer machine to see if he said this Sunday or that next Sunday. There's a message on there from a club owner in Jacksonville mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, uh." You know, we, uh, we'd love to have you come out um, Thursday night, was Thursday night or Friday night, whichever one it was, mm-hmm. give you 150 bucks for the night, have mm-hmm. you come do a, do a show. So he shows up, goes and does the show, still doesn't know what, what he's going to be able to do if he can make it, mm-hmm. kills, mm-hmm. just absolutely kills. They say, hey, you know, the, the guy we're going to have tomorrow night dropped out, you did a great job. Why don't you come back tomorrow night and do another 150 Nice. So now he went from having $35 to having $335. He yeah. said in that time, yeah. he could get a round trip flight to New York for $99.
0: Nice.
1: The Eastern Airlines, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. So he said he calls him up, tells mm-hmm. him, hey, I'll, I'll be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He says, I show up. I got my two bags. It's literally everything I own in my hand. Mm-hmm. I show up at noon. I don't go on until 10 o'clock at night. Well, comedians don't go on until 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to the guy over there. He's like, hey, man, is there any chance that, uh, you know, I can hang out? He says, no, you can't hang out here. Get the hell out. Like, you know, we got stuff going. I said, man, literally everything I own is in these two bags. Is there anywhere that I can sit? I won't bother no one. I won't do nothing. Mm -hmm. They put him upstairs on the sixth floor where the dress rooms were for Mm -hmm. the comedians. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't want to see you. You just stay up here. Long story short, he ends up waiting up there. While he's waiting, he ends up meeting... uh, D.L. Hughley mm-hmm. comes through a little bit later mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx comes through mm-hmm. talks with him you know Steve blah 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 they go on before him mm-hmm. D.L. Hugh- Hughley gets uh, booed off stage mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx gets up he starts doing his act they start booing he starts mm-hmm. playing some music they calm down mm-hmm. he goes back to trying to do his act they boo him off stage mm-hmm. so he said I- I'm-, I'm about ready to throw up mhm I, I Finally, I go out on stage and he was doing this bit about, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he'd just gotten fucked up by night, Mike Tyson like, a couple nights before. Miss Blood, right? Yeah, his eye was still fucked up when he the interview. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah Miss Blood, He that Blood. whole thing about his, his eye like, talking, so he yeah, had this whole yeah. bit about that. Mm-hmm. Goes out and kills. Yeah. Absolutely kills. Mm-hmm. Goes back down to Florida. He's <laughs> doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He gets a call a little bit later on and says, hey, you know, you did a good job. And this is, uh, I can't remember who it was. There had been a couple of guys in between who would mm. come in and, and done the hosting.
0: At least Sinbad was one of them.
1: Sinbad was one of them. And then he got his show and he left. And then what's his name from Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Mark Curry. Yeah, Mark Curry was doing mm-hmm. it. He got that and he left. So they brought him up and said, hey, we'll just basically use you as an interim host. We'll see how you do. Yeah. He ended up being <coughs> the longest running host mm-hmm. at Showtime at the Apollo before he left. And his whole world changed. Yeah. Going from, I'm living in my car, I'm broke as shit.
0: Mm-hmm. To hosting Showtime at the Apollo
1: for longer than anyone in the yeah, history yeah. of the show, and now yeah. he's got you know the the career that he's got.
0: That's the first thing I, m- I remember him from Showtime at the Apollo because they were showed on Fo- our Fox affiliate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he actually tells a great story on that on uh, the comedians and cars. He was talking about like he was on uh, doing the Showtime at the Apollo, and another comedian, young comedian who was nobody, came up to him and was like, "Hey man, I uh, get I get a, a standing ovation everywhere I go. Have you see my stuff?" Was like, "Nah, but like, you're like, All right, but I." I I'm, I'm good man I'm great Like I, I got the I get a standing ovation Everywhere He kept saying that to Steve Like okay Okay that's cool Look uh, Like we've been doing A couple shows now Like we do like Usually four shows You know In a single taping Or whatever So they've been out there For a little while So what I want you to do Whatever your hottest thing is I want you to Open with that And then just settle And then you You should be fine And he's like Nah man I can stay in ovation where I go Trust me man And then like Uh uh, and then he goes Just out there Steve Harvey And, then, and then he's like Okay So he goes out there Does his thing And the first thing he says was Hey uh, Anybody here li- uh, Live with a girl That got roaches And he's like Bro you in Harlem <laughs> And he said the, He said The booing Was as vicious As I has ever seen And the dude was trying his best Like He said Hey hold on Hold on Hold on Come on like, he, was like, nah. he was like Nah Boo Boo He said They told him to pieces he, said he doesn't exist anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but that's the thing. I mean, yeah. even if you got some talent, right? Yeah. Even if you're, even if you're a stand-up god, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're still gonna have bad shows. Yes. And you know what? If you're able to get a standing ovation in some places, mm-hmm. you keep with it. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that heart for it, you got to keep with it. But if you if you try it, you realize it's not for you. Yeah. Let that shit go. Find yeah. what is for you.
0: Yeah. it. because his whole yeah.
1: message of that whole whole video, mm-hmm. like I said, I hope people watch it when they see it. Mm-hmm. You haven't lost until you quit. If you quit, that's guaranteeing that yeah, whatever that, that it, is... It
0: will never happen. It's
1: never going to happen. Yeah. But if it's something you want, mm-hmm. just keep trying a different way. You never know when guys going to drop something in your lap.
0: Yeah, that's basically what I've been doing on, like... And in, in terms of the acting standpoint, man, like, I've been, you know... For years now, I do, like, little things to kind of pep myself up. Because, you know, it's, it's a lot of dry spells, especially for a young actor, like... Mm-hmm. And, um... Like I try try the best I can, especially because I got a regular job and all this other stuff. But um, like I just try little things to just keep myself in the right frame of mind. Do the best I can whenever I go in for audition. I actually, have am audition tomorrow uh, tomorrow morning uh, for a show, and um, freaking we'll see how that goes. And also, uh, like one a couple of quotes I usually take with me when I go for auditions. One is from Steve Martin, and uh, he said. Uh, they like one question he gets asked a lot is you know like how do you make it in the show business that constant question that they ask successful people. Yeah. He said the one que- he said the one thing I could tell anybody is be so good that they can't ignore you. Yep. That's one. And then the other one I, I like that really struck with me was from uh, Wendy McClendon-Covey who was on the Go- the mom on the Goldbergs mm. and she was uh the uh, chick Clemmy the big titty chick on uh on uh, you know nine one one. Oh yeah. Yeah, her. And Which so, you saw they're bringing that back. Yes. So, the Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> me too. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, they're doing that thing. And friggin', she said a quote on, I believe it was on the Nerdist podcast. And they said like, uh, uh, casting directors do not know what they want until you show them.
1: Yep.
0: So I usually, talk, I usually take those with me. I try not to have a preconceived notion. Just do the best you can with the material that you are given. And just... Try to kill it, man. Try to see what you can do to add whatever, it, whatever it is you are, whatever it is you do, uh, to that thing. And the best thing I found in auditions is like if uh, the casting director or somebody says like, "Hey, could you do it again, like, like in this, in this certain way?" And then they try to ask you to do it in different ways and shit. The fact that they're asking you to do it because they want to test you, they want to see what your range is and see how far you can take, they can take is like. Okay. And, and that's, that right there is a good light bulb moment right there because they keep asking me to stay and they keep asking me to do stuff and I found when that happens I usually get the gig.
1: Well, and you know, some I'll tell you because I've been on the other side of the table since I've been out here more often mm-hmm. um, than, than not. Um, every actor who goes into an audition because if you're auditioning, it means they... Like, when we were sitting here casting this shit before, mm-hmm. we're pulling out names that we know mm-hmm. for lead, lead spots because once you hit a certain level, mm. that's the way it usually gets done. Yes. But when you're going into audition for something, you're at a disadvantage from the very beginning because you're trying to be something from somebody else's imagination. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like she said, you know, they, they don't know what they want until they see it. Yeah, to some extent, but what they're really looking for... Is somebody who can walk out and be a character that they've been reading and thinking about for months, weeks, maybe years, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time, this is the most important part. Is this somebody who has enough of an acting background, enough enough of the command of their instrument mm-hmm. that they can actually take direction? Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than getting someone and going, Okay, this is the right look. Yeah. And then they can't take direction. Yeah. Or they're gonna be combative or they're gonna be challenging with it. Because I mean, you know, if you're gonna make a movie or a TV show, you're talking you can be getting into months or years of your life if it picks up on something. So you wanna find someone one that has the talent to carry it mm-hmm. and two that you're gonna like working with and some of that you won't know until you get into it as far as the like working with them part. Yeah. But but I one of the things I think was freeing is when you realize at the end of the day you you can't you can't be anything other than what you are. Yes. Right. I mean, I can't walk in the door and uh, and be Brad Pitt or Wesley Snipes or anybody else. I like I don't have number one the range. I don't look anything like them. I don't sound anything like them. I'm never going to be that that person for. I'm oh, tr- trying to do it. I can see you as Wesley. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What
1: I'm saying is, there's there's a certain wall that everybody has they can't get past. Mm-hmm. And if they're even looking at you, just going to do your best part of it. And I think it's almost freeing too to realize that huge, that the biggest part of it is out of your hands. Yeah. And that is, can you be something from someone else's imagination? And what she's saying there, they don't know what they want until they see it, changes their imagination. Go in there and do your best part, and if it hits it good enough, mm-hmm. it might not matter that you're not what they were looking for. They'll go... I like that. Oh, shit, that's even better. I like that. I like that like a lot. Man. And if not, mm-hmm. you're either going to be their imagination or you won't, and that's completely out of your control.
0: True. Yeah. All right. So.
1: Well, so anyway, so with, with that, uh, I think we'll probably wrap this up because we're chasing down our longest episode again, which just means we've been having a hell of a good time. How long is this, this I one? think we're about... Uh, we're looking at about two and a half hours.
0: Thanks for listening. (laughs) The last one was three, but, like, like we're we're close. We're pretty close. Yeah,
1: look, we're having fun with it. And, actually, one thing we didn't start off this one, which, fantastic. Want to tell everyone how stoked and excited we are. Uh, We're over 100 downloads now, uh, so it's a good little milestone for us. Keep it going. We're glad you're enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep cruising with it. Damn right, man. (laughs) This has been uh, Dropping That
0: Culture with... Uh, J.D. And A.J. All right. uh, You folks have a good night and have a merry, merry Christmas. We'll see you next time.